Welcome to Weird Kid Video. I'm Kieran Ralph Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home. Packed with VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-hosts Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around, sign up for a membership. There are no late fees, but unreturned tapes will be hunted down by Eric Roberts Mullet from the first Best of the Best movie. We found it working to rebuild a monastery in Thailand, trying to live a quiet life. A life of non-violence. But god damn you, it's back for one last mission. To get back the tapes we lost in the war. To win this time. This is Weird Kid Video. All business? <clears throat> you didn't do it, did you? What are you talking about? I don't th- at this point, he's never going to do what he said he was going to do. So we should just. Move. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Is there something from old business that I'm meant to be doing? I do believe that you have said consistently for what, like the last three weeks now, that you will bring, I don't know, air your grievances or something? Just podcast audience, just let them know, like, just letting you know, uh, they try to do this to me all the time. They're so mean. They're just it's always true. bullying me. <laughs> and also, I, I'm going to do all of my... Um, you have old business? I know, all my stuff that I was supposed to post to Instagram that I never did. Oh. The week that you do your <laughs> laundry list of old business that you forgot to do. Well, all right. We can all look forward to regret week. Yes. Yep. It'll yeah. be a good time. It'll be a good time. Mm, speaking of weeks, welcome to the second biannual so far, whenever the fuck I feel like it, sequel week. <laughs> Yay. Uh, this week, we're, uh, by the way, new business. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're cashing in our emotions and going all in on a fight to the death under the bright lights of the Vegas Strip. We're talking about best of the best two, best harder from 1993. <laughs> Are you ready to when a team sport <laughs> becomes a blood sport, did you kill Travis Brickley? Easily. Only the best survives. Are you the one who did this? You want after We gotta do something. I am one of three people that can teach you to be Baracus. If you're gonna fight him, you must be prepared to die. I look forward to killing you. Get on it. Philip Reed, best of the best two this time. You love it, yeah! It's the fight of their lives. Directed by a returning Robert Radler. Yay! Yeah, so director of the first movie. Uh, I'm not going to rehash his career. Go listen to the first episode, you fucks. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm spicy today. <laughs> you are. I'm tired. <laughs> All the sass. I don't want to do the podcast. <laughs> um, he does. I he do. loves the podcast. Yeah. Uh, written by Max Strom and John Allen Nelson. Strom was credited with additional dialogue in the first movie. Wait, you mean this isn't a true story about Tommy Ray? Wait, wait, I've mixed up the names. <laughs> <laughs> What's his real name? <laughs> it's Ray, Mr. Ray. <laughs> I'm not helping you. Tommy Lee? You're on your own. <laughs> Why do they have to sound so similar? Anyway, uh, and Nelson was his writing partner. They also wrote a movie called American Yakuza together, 
and some other movies. American Yakuza is kind of another the, I like, feel like I've heard of home it. video cult classic. It's floating around on Amazon Prime if you want to check it out. It, it's not really on my list, but it, it, it's one of those things where if I say a cheap tape, I will probably yeah, get it. Nice. Nelson's actually mostly known as an actor. He is in the notorious Killer Clowns from Out of Space, yes. which is a cult movie. What are you doing with the box? I wanted to check if it was an official um, tape with the blue strip. <laughs> if the VHS cassette you are watching does not look like this, it's possible you're viewing an inferior pirated copy. All Fox Video VHS cassettes have a coloured, customised spine, which is your guarantee of audio and video quality. If your cassette does not carry this guarantee of quality, phone the Australian Film and Video Security Office. Help stop video pirates. Audience, how much do you remember this sound? It's just, it brings back memories, right? Okay. Now that we've ended the ASMR portion of the podcast, <laughs> Nelson also had a 14-episode run on Baywatch, uh, and he did one episode of Friends. Which he, episode? He was the wine guy that Monica dates. Oh, the wine guy. He's the screenwriter of this movie. I have no idea what the fuck any of the words I said just mean. <laughs> yeah. He's the wine guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Apparently he was also on 24. It's uh, from episode, I think it's from like like one of the first episodes. Yeah. Okay. Not a friend's pod. Neither. Our returning cast, Eric Roberts as Alex Grady. Philip Ree as Tommy Philip. Lee. Philly Ree, not Tommy Lee. Yep. Uh, Eden Gross as Walter Grady. So mm-hmm. the, it's the same kid, which, nah. is, which is fun. That's awesome. And Chris Penn as Travis Brickley. How many years later is this f- shot? This is 93. This is about four years later. Okay. This is 93. I think they shot in like 92, so a couple of years. Right. Strong, like late 90s vibes, I thought. Not early 90s vibes. No, it feels early 90s to me. Okay. Yeah. Walter. I swear I've actually seen him in other things now that he's an adult. We talked about what he's else. not an adult. He's 11. Well, <laughs> adult-ish. I, we have talked about him on, on the last podcast about the movies he was in, and I didn't bring a list of those this time. Yeah, I'm sure he's the done You listen to the last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. The I thing will. that I remember is that he's the voice of good guy dolls in the Child's Play movies. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. I'll yes. be a friend to the end. And introducing Ralph Mola as Brackus. Brackus. What a Brackus. man. Uh, Moller was a former German bodybuilding champion in the in the late eighties. He's good friends with Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I saw him in Pumping Iron. <laughs> I don't know if he's in Pumping Iron. I do love Pumping Iron. No, I, I, I iron, don't actually iron. think that he's in there. But like, I feel like I've seen him in Pumping Iron because he was definitely a bodybuilder. Oh yeah, totally. definitely yeah. not a fighter. No, no, no. They trained him for this for this movie. He's evil, um, Jake Hager. He's yeah for the for the wrestling kids. Even as a Jake reference Hager. Jake Hager's a MMA guy who's also in AEW. Um, really? Yeah. And That's he, sick. and he yeah the whole time I was just like you're evil Jake Hager. Oh, <laughs> so he's not actually from wrestling, but he looks like it. He looks just like, yeah, him. Looks yeah. like a wrestler. He looks like a professional wrestler. He yeah. looks like he could have gone into pro wrestling. Like I don't want to go too much into it, but. I had strong wrestling vibes from this movie. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, and his um uh, WW. F at the time did a couple of years later introduce a character called Brackus. <laughs> they clearly just took the name. No similarities whatsoever, yeah. but they clearly took the name. I swear to God, there's a villain that sounds like Brackus in so many different things. There's also, it's also, he's a character, I'm pretty sure he's a character in Mortal Kombat in the in the game. I was going to say that. Yeah. Hectic, okay. Um, his first movies were Cyborg and Universal Soldier with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh. Actually worked with Jean-Claude Van Damme like four or five times. Yeah, I definitely have seen him then. Yeah, and this was his third movie 
Um, I always remember him as Hagen from Gladiator. He's Russell Crowe's Germanic gladiator mate oh, in, in Gladiator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's him and, and – um, and He's smaller in that movie though. No, he's still big, still big dude. Is he? Yep. Um, and he still works. He's worked a lot with Uwe Boll and the less said about that, the better. And as always, I'll name check other cast as they appear in the movie. Dope. Trailers. 20 so many. fucking minutes of trailers. Guys, the ratings advice family at the start of the trailers – Oh my god! Why are you gonna jump ahead? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought we were there. I thought you were going ahead. I'm going to go ahead, but I wanted to. <laughs> I got business. They bring back memories. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're just gonna like with last week. What I was all I was gonna say is like with last week. We're just gonna skim through the highlights. And yeah, kind of dope. ignore the movies that didn't look particularly interesting. But yeah, it starts with a ratings advice ad for Australia. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a classic of Australian VHS tapes. You're listening to Truth or. <laughs> Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter train. Renry as criminal as I. Make a better choice. Writing's advice. Use it. It's on every video. For the Americans, we will post it. We'll just clip the whole thing and, and, and post it. Fantastic. And it's a family in a video store looking up at a TV in the store, square TV in the store, um, as they're showing clips of, from different movies and that for each rating that exists in, in Australia. Yeah, and it shows as they, how much is appropriate what's for appropriate, what yeah, part so of the family. As the ratings go up, members of the family disappear yeah. off, into the, off into the other parts of the store. I always thought the teen goth girl was really cute. <laughs> I was going to say that. I knew it. Oh, my God. I knew it. And I, bet, I guarantee you that every other Australian boy of around the same age that is listening yes. to this podcast Hundred, feels exactly oh, the same age. 100%. And maybe girls. Sorry, I shouldn't yes. be. Yes. Um, yeah. Every everyone everyone is allowed. Everyone. To everyone. Yeah. And then we get a welcome to the movies from 20th Century Fox. Welcome to the movies. From the studios of 20th Century Fox, we invite you to a sneak preview of exciting productions coming to your cinema screen. It's like, please enjoy our trailers. Yes, this is Fox property. All of this is Fox property. Yeah. So at this stage, it's 1993. This is like we we talked a little bit about the golden era of home video. Mm. This is really where home video is like right at its peak. So we're seeing tapes that are a little bit more, have a little bit more kind of like structure and idea to them. Mm. Like the fact that there's 20 minutes of trailers before this is because they've realized the value of VHS and the value of advertising movies in front of rental, in front of rental tapes, or some of the other tapes we've looked at, they've got one trailer, two trailers, maybe a mix from kind of different companies. This is 20th century Fox going, here's all the shit we've got coming. The first trailer is not even a trailer for a movie that's coming to VHS. It's a trailer for a movie that's coming to cinema. Yeah. Coming, I forgot they used to do that. to cinemas. And it's, yeah. it's Airheads. I can't take that tape from you. If it's unsolicited, I can't touch it. It's not easy to break into the music business. But these three guys. What's your secret code? I can't tell you my code. Just found a way. You guys are a unsigned band, and you broke into the radio station to get your demo played on the air? I just feel a little goofy with a water pistol. They don't know it's a water pistol. They think it's real. Oops. Look, all I want to do is be heard, and then we're out of here. Okay, who are you guys? My name's Pip. The band? 
the band name. Sorry about that. Oh, man, look at the demos wasted. Well, what are we going to do now? Run! Hello, police. I'm surrounded. I don't want to go to jail. I'm fragile. Everybody on the floor right now. Uh, do you mind if I sit in a chair? I, I don't want to get all crowded. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, if she doesn't sit on the floor, I don't know why I have to. Sit down! Everybody else gets to sit in a chair except for you. Is everybody okay in there? He wants to know what your demands are for releasing the hostages. What's he mean by hostages? It's the inbreed. We asked for a whole bunch of weird stuff. This way we can plead insanity later. Ooh. Number 13. Naked pictures of B. Arthur. Excuse me? I think you're exceeding your maximum weight limit for that belt. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Swimming pools. He doesn't wear a helmet, does he? You guys are crazy, man. Y'all are all It's a plastic gun! A plastic gun! <laughs> now what are you gonna do about that? Junk style? <laughs> Improvised. The Lone Rangers? What's wrong with that? Well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. No idea what you're saying right now. Airheads. I gotta deal with them. We gotta send one person out. I'll go. One of the hostages, doof. Sorry. The music made them do it. You know what? I thought I had seen Airheads. Have I seen Airheads? You have seen, Kira's seen Airheads, but it was a long time. It was a very long time it ago. It felt very familiar, but it was one of those things where I wasn't sure whether there's just another movie with this similar I love plot. this movie. Dude, I, for the longest time, uh, until I was 32, I thought <laughs> I had, I'm not even 32 yet, until I was 31, thought I had seen this film. I sh- I was sure I'd seen this film. Yeah, it's great. So it's a bunch of, it's like a bunch of, it's a grunge band that take over a radio station yeah. because they want their demo to get played. And the cast is phenomenal. Oh, young Brendan Fraser. Oh, my God. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi, and so many other people. Um, Everybody. David David Arquette's in it. Um, Chris Chris Farley. There's a ton of people. Steve Buscemi is, like, right on the border of when he, like, just before he, like, leaned into how weird he is. Oh, he's still pretty weird. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, before, you know, he was, like, a really, like, kind of almost leading man kind of looking dude, like, not he really. wasn't he wasn't super good looking, but like before he really leaned into his look. He's always been a weirdo. Nah, there was a time. There was a time. Okay. Uh, this movie is directed by Michael uh, Lehman, who's the director of Heathers. Uh, What's that? What? Heathers. Oh my god. Heathers? Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> what have I just done? Fuck that tape where just went straight to the <laughs> top of my get list. What is what is it? Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> you just made the entire internet go, oh my god. Heathers. Heathers. Does not ring a bell. Can you, can you show me like the no. front cover or something? No. no. You are not to Google. Oh man. There will be no Yahoo. You will you not know use what Bing. curiosity does to my cat. You will not in any way, shape, or form because Fuck. you need to go into Heathers with zero knowledge. Is if this you one, have no knowledge, you must remain with no is knowledge. Is this going to be like presidential power, not even going to be picked? This it's is, just going to be implemented on one poll. Well, I guarantee you if I put Heathers on the list, Kira picks it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Wow. It's, okay, guys, I'm it's sorry. It's probably my favourite teen movie from the 1980s. Shit. It's one of those things where it's like, That's we cool. love this movie, he loves this, uh, Kian loves this movie, but also like the internet loves this movie. People love this movie. Yeah, no, like, it's this is a well-known movie. I feel, I feel so, I'm like, 
I'm so excited to Never show you. Never even heard movie. the name of the movie before, guys. So excited to show wow. you. There's even a remake of it with uh, as a TV show on oh, stand failed, a few years ago that was a yeah. failed miserably. But and there's a musical version of it? I am guys, <laughs> I'm pretty well versed in my internet culture and okay, I have I'm no just idea give you what a this taste. is. Winona Ryder mm-hmm. and Christian Slater. Oh peak nineties. Fucking amazing. Um The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Yep. In a bad seed thriller. You know this one? Great big gobs of yeah, greasy grimy gopher gun, mutilated monkey meat, chop a little piggy feet, French fried eyeballs swimming in a pool of mud. Mm, that sure tastes good. <laughs> Henry, come on down here. Behind his smile lies a secret. Here, my two of them, so we can be brothers. Hey, Mark! Behind his eyes lies a plan. Who is he? Mr. Highway. Wow. What are you gonna do with him? And behind the image of a good son. Coming? So what are you guys up to out there? Sorry, Mom. Top secret. Where are we going? We're here. Lies the terrifying truth. Say goodbye. No! You know what you did? You could have killed people. I feel sorry for you. I just don't know how to have fun. What? You're a doctor. You know things. Well, some things. What if there was this boy? He did these terrible things because he liked doing them. Such a sweet little thing. It'd be too bad if something were to happen to her. Would you say he was evil? I don't believe in evil. Should. When innocence is just a mask. Do you really think I'd hurt her? You wouldn't. Poor Mark. So violent. When trust becomes a weapon, <laughs> then anyone can become the next victim. Henry. No. Susan! If I let you go. You think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, The Good Son. Yeah, you forget that Elijah Wood is the same age as Macaulay Culkin, hey? Yeah. Because, like, and they were in he a aged. Together. Yeah. But also, was this after Home Alone? Because I feel like Home Alone inspired this shit. It's after Home Alone 2. Oh wow! Yeah, they delayed the 100%, shooting. Because Home Alone Two is more brutal. Yeah, yeah. The brick scene in <laughs> Home Alone Two, it kills me. It's one of I the most you. violent, of funniest head. things I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh fuck! Anyway, um, so they delayed the shooting of this movie by a year because of Home Alone Two. Ah. Originally meant to be directed by Michael Lehman, the director of Heather's, <laughs> who, when they delayed it a year, moved on to something else. I Airheads. I actually kind of want to watch Good Boy. That's what we call right. The good, good son. Boy. Good son. Yeah, it's a movie that I I always wanted to see that I never got around Look to. Look here, it looks great. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. Yeah, it looks like I, it'd be a good. It's also a movie like that a good Macaulay movie. Culkin as a kid going Evie, evil going Evie. <laughs> Fuck, just quit this pod while we're ahead. Yeah, we should just stop. The yeah, pod. going evil like just feels like a natural regression of like the Home Alone universe. <laughs> yeah, it, this is a movie that was a hit. It got good reviews. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it, but I feel like. 
I know enough of its imagery that it's going to feel really familiar. Yeah. I've also seen that trailer millions of times. Yeah, yeah. right. Also, just want to fucking yep. put a shout out to Elijah Wood, the fucking coolest cat in the fucking oh, world. Totally. He the is just in part- life and in film the coolest motherfucker yeah. ever. And I love the fact that he has parlayed his Lord of the Rings money into into Spectre Vision, which is, I think it's called Spectre Vision. What's that? Which is that he just produces horror movies now. He's he fucking just, awesome, man. Like, produces really cool and interesting shit. And is he in- also does not miss. Every single film he's in is great. I don't know about that. I've seen things recently that I didn't love him in. What? But that doesn't, but that doesn't, I'm not going to badmouth a logical yeah, movie on this. You better on not. <laughs> um, but, but it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's using his, his, many, 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 many dollars from mm. Lord of the Rings that will basically never need to work again for the rest of his life because of those movies. Yeah. He's using that to do the stuff he really loves, which is make horror movies because he fucking loves horror. What a legend. Yep. Open fire. Alec McNeil. Martinson Industries. They process dangerous chemicals. Terrorists have taken over Martinson Industries in Sun Valley and are holding hostages. We are dealing with an elite group of mercenaries, some of the best in the world. Kruger has been linked to assassinations in Nicaragua, serving consecutive life sentences. Do you know what happens when you process chlorine with DLT? Die Hard at a Chemical Plant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How cheap, are fucking cheap, cheap names ass. of action heroes in the 90s? Alex McNeil. And they I always, feel like I've heard that they one They always before. give you the actor, like Jeff Wincott is Alex McNeil. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Who is Jeff Wincott? <laughs> well, Jeff Wincott is a straight-to-VHS action star of the 90s. Really? Yes. Okay. Usually ex-competitive martial artists who <laughs> were then put into movies. And then made a series of VHS straight-to-video movies and and made a career out of it. I, and I, then I, that's it. Uh, moving on. I'm just moving on. Yeah. Unless anybody's got anything else. Bad girls. Bad girls. Get off me! Now keep your hands off her! Get her! No! You touch her again, you're a dead man. The good Lord saith an eye for an eye, a life for a life. Lord, let this Jezebel be damned to death! I don't let my friends get hung. Who's going to volunteer for the posse? You just point us which way they went. They put Pinkertons on your trail. You best keep moving. Oh, we can outsmart them. I would like to close out my account. Stop! All right, now, put your hands up. Your laws don't include me. Well, then they just don't apply to me either. The town called them outlaws. I look like a criminal. No, ma'am. They called it justice. Madeline Stowe, Mary Stewart Masterson, Drew Barrymore, and Andy McDowell. The only way they stand a chance is to stand together. Bad girls. Female young guns. Yeah. 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 It makes sense as a premise, but I didn't, I don't want to watch it. I've seen it. It's a fucking good time. It's a bad movie. It's a good time. All right. Fuck yeah. I saw this movie when it came out, came out because it was a young gun style Western with, with women. (sighs) 
What's and the name it was of the really main star again? Well, Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe. Mary Stuart Masterson, Drew Barrymore, and Andy, and Andy McDowell. Madeline's and oh, maybe it's Andy McDowell. I'm thinking with the black wavy hair. That's Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell, yeah. Janet Maslin in the New York Times. <gasps> Really? Ridiculed the film as oh. cowpoke Barbie. <laughs> yeah, mad. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Janet. Royce, a spy comedy starring James Belushi. I hope your folks didn't have any other plans for today. Keep your heads down. All right, come on. He was the coolest agent of the Cold War. Who are you? I'm Shane Royce, secret agent. And a master of covert operations. Excuse me, would you like something to drink? Cranberry juice, please. A young... But when his secret division is disbanded, what am I gonna do? Sell real estate? His old friends find a new job. Ukraine is home to 1,000 nuclear warheads. There is a great deal of money to be made in selling them. Where's Royce McFay? Well, they chose not to participate. Hey, Norm! I got your back! I just have no interest in that movie. Ghost <laughs> in the Machine. Wow. They're now saying that a local man in a car accident may have been the killer they've been hunting for the last three years. Five seconds, the total scan. What is it? This storm keeps surging the power. We're losing him. He's dying. Come on! Last night, a killer died. Where the hell did that go? His body was laid to rest. But his soul, that's impossible, has come online. This is gonna be fun, Terry. Who is this? I'm killing your friends. Looks like there was someone else in there with us. The killer died in this hospital. And it was plugged into your computer. is coming after my son and my friends. There's no way anyone can kill somebody with a computer. Shred him. The board is up. He's not in the computer. You can't run. You can't hide. You can't win. in the machine plug in to your worst nightmare ghost in the machine ghost in the machine it's a classic of the short-lived serial killer's mind gets transferred into a computer genre yep I, at first i thought it was going to be a haunted mri machine and then i thought it was going to be haunted <laughs> electricity in general but then it turns out that it is in fact a serial killer in a, in a computer oh, um did you I spot wish it was that movie did a you haunted spot mri machine yeah. <laughs> Did you spot baby Richard Schiff? Yeah. Who? Toby. Toby from the West Wing, who we've oh. checked before as one of the uh, scientists at the start. His soul has come online. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was insane in 1994 when it came out. Yep. I can't imagine 
how much this movie has aged. Yeah, Ooh. I'm sure terrible, terrible, The terrible, graphics right? were like yeah. Saturday morning game show graphics. It's very, it's, it's, <laughs> there's a whole run of these movies in this in this era yeah. where like we go into cyberspace Yeah, and they're a good time. Um, directed by Rachel Talalay, who's the director of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, okay. and Tank Girl. And oh fuck! And more recently, a bunch of um, uh, she directs a fuck ton of Doctor Who now. She's still directing. Dude, can we watch Tank Girl for the pod? Fuck yeah, we can watch <laughs> yeah, Tank Girl. Fuck yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> I have not been able to sit through it all, but I really want to. I I watched it young and I didn't appreciate. Legitimately love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the music at the end of this trailer uses part of James Horner's Alien score. Which is very much a thing that trailers in the nineties did. If you're really? making an action movie in the nineties, you probably used the alien score for your for your trailer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the getaway. Let's go. Ah! Oh, 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 I saw this as a kid. I certainly remember when it came out. Uh, and I really like the original. Sidekicks. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for helping me out again. That's all right, Chuck. That's what psychics are for. I've had talks with him about the daydreams. He's made up this world where he can be, uh... Chuck Norris? He says they're sidekicks. They do things together. Barry is only a winner in his dreams. So where's your friend Chuck, you now, retard? Now, there's someone I want you and your dad to meet. But hope is coming his way. That is your first lesson. You must always be ready. I will help you learn what you want to know. You will work with these an hour each day. If you make a mistake, they will sting you. Look out! Start climbing! Now he has the guts to try to be worthy of his idol. Hey, Barry! Don't listen to them. Listen to me. I'll race you to the top. I, I can't. Who the hell is he talking to? You can do it, Barry! Barry, Barry. We always seem to meet this way. It's not going to be so easy this time. You want a real shot at me? Karate tournament? you're not too chicken. Why don't you just quit now and avoid the embarrassment? His hero is about to step out of his fantasies. I am Chuck Norris. And fight at his side. Why don't you and I go win this thing, huh? A dreamer, a champion, an unbeatable team. Sidekicks. Oh, that better be on the fucking list. <laughs> it Holy looks like fuck. a fun time. I feel like 
my childhood is incomplete because I've never seen this it's movie. Karate Kid with Chuck Norris. Yeah. I feel like oh. I've seen the trailer a thousand times. Uh, yeah, it's Karate Kid with Chuck Norris. Yeah. yeah. It's Karate Kid with imaginary Chuck Norris. Yes, <laughs> that's the best part. But then he turns up at the end. There was a period of my life where I was a Chuck Norris fan. Who wasn't? Yeah, but before he became a meme, right? I was a Chuck oh, Norris yeah, fan. Man. I was a Chuck Norris fan as Chuck Norris was making and releasing movies because I liked martial arts movies as a small child. So Chuck Norris was like one of my guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was so excited for this movie. Because it's also got Jonathan Brandis in it, and I was a fan of Jonathan Brandis. Is that the young guy? The, the kid, right? What's he done? Uh, he was in Sequest DSV, which is a TV show that I used to watch with oh, Roy Schneider. Rings a bell. It's set in the future. It's about a- Sequest. Yeah, it rings a, a bell. It's set in the future. It's a it's a futuristic submarine okay. thing, science fiction-y. Yeah, cool. Really, I really cool. liked it when I was a kid. Um, and he's also takes over the lead role in NeverEnding Story to the next chapter. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. don't remember that film. He's also in the Christopher Pike adaptation, Fall Into Darkness, with the TV movie from the 90s with Tatia <laughs> Ali. Of that's course. fantastic. Unfortunately, he killed himself in the late 90s. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, as his career waned. Um, yeah, so Norris is his imaginary friend. Uh, he tries to join a local dojo, but the sensei kicks him out for being too weak. He meets... <laughs> And yep, he meets an older Chinese man who agrees to train him and defend him against the local bullies. It's fucking Karate Kid. It's, very it's not even sense. trying this to is, not be Karate Kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the cutest film I've ever seen. Like imaginary friend Kung Fu. This was my childhood. Yeah. The, is this before or after Karate Kid? Oh, way after. This is the 90s. Karate, oh, kid, right, Karate yeah. Kid's already made almost three, has made three movies by this time. <laughs> yeah. The trailer completely spoils the fact that real Chuck Norris shows up at the end. Yeah. Also, I mean, he's throughout the whole movie, so you got to f- assume that he would. Yeah. And also, this movie's terrible. Yeah. It's not I, good. That's why I want to see it. No, I want to see t- how bad it I is. I was so disappointed when I when I saw this as a child. I love Chuck Norris memes, so I, was, I would love this. I remember we rent. I was so excited. We rented this <laughs> tape. We, t- we took it back home. We put it on, and I was like, heartbroken. This is bad. Yeah. This is a bad movie. <laughs> oh. And I've not revisited it since then. So, I'm down to revisit that. And then perhaps the most art house appliance ad I've ever seen what? for Black & Decker. Why? I was so confused by this. I was like, is this a trailer? understand the audience for VHS rentals is so high that there is a fucking ad for Black and Decker appliances on this tape. Do Why does get- the ad include a knife falling into a toaster? Like that's a selling point. Yeah. Because it's for the safety. Like yeah. it, the toaster turns off. Do and we it's get also those so arty. Day? It's so arty. <laughs> so there's like all this, it's all in a black room and yeah. there's like sh- beauty shots of the appliances and then like spinning models with flowing, yeah. flowing There's always gowns. a real long transition into each new scene. It's yeah. so weird. <laughs> So long. Too. Once again, I feel like we should just clip this and post the whole goddamn <laughs> yeah. media because people are not going to believe it. And also, Mrs. Doubtfire would make a great gift. Mrs. Doubtfire would make a great gift. Why not ask your video store if you can purchase Mrs. Doubtfire when you return this cassette? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot they used to like give you rental and like. Rental suggestions. Try this when you're next at the store without showing you a trailer. Well, no, it's buy it. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's buy, buy it. Ask your video store if you can buy an ex-rental copy of Mrs. Doubtfire uh, as a gift. That's interesting. Recapping the premise of best of the best part two. 
Did you do last? I definitely did last week. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the three heroes of our last film. That's right. There's only three. Forget about the others. They open a dojo together because they're the three best friends and they stumble into a death, life and death uh, kumite and <laughs> kill everyone. Okay. Well, you definitely said words in an order that resembles human speech. I don't know that they opened a dojo. They did. That they was did. in the paper at the very start. Okay. They opened yeah, the, legitimately, a dojo together. Yeah, but legitimately, it's like the first actual new piece of information we received in the film. Okay. U.S. heroes no, open dojo together. <laughs> okay. Did you do the thing where you pause the paper and read it? Uh, I tried to, but the too blurry. Uh, yeah, and we're not up to that yet. Yeah, fair. It is not in the blockbuster guide to movies and video from the year nineteen. That is shocking. But it is in the Halliwell's uh, film and video guide from the year two thousand. <laughs> best of the best two. Members of the U.S. karate team, not karate, avenge a friend's death at the hands of a ruthless champion who wants them killed. The stock plot of virtually every martial arts movie is wheeled out yet again, together with the obligatory violence and the chest-thumping moral that might is right. It is no more convincing this time around. (laughs) Uh, And there's a little bit at the end. Film looks and plays like a drive-in picture of 20 years ago, only less fun. And that's from Variety magazine. And Haley Walls doesn't give (sighs) ratings. That is a jaded view of this film. Agreed. That is a that is that is really is someone who didn't have a childhood made that review or grew up in an era where they have seen this movie 20 times already. So why? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. Look, all I can say is the movie thing of might is right is like Oh, I mean, then we wouldn't make movies. But, like, it's not just an action hero movie thing. It's, like, part of storytelling from when we were fucking cavemen. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how the hero has always won. Brody getting deep on the board. Yeah. Bring it up. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Janet Maslin of the New York Times did not review this movie. <laughs> Fuck. But I did find a review. Nice. Uh, once again, I have edited this review for length and clarity. Thank I you. just cut out all the shit where they recap the movie because mm. I hate that. What the fuck is that nonsense? This is by Richard Harrington of the Washington Post from March of 1993. The best martial arts movies are well-oiled stupid fun. Best of the best too fits the bill. Not fuck only yeah. because it's a sequel to a decent original, but because it furthers lives it further lives up to its name by borrowing bits and pieces of other genre movies because it's the best of the best. <laughs> In the original movie, Alex, Tommy, and Travis... Uh, overcome personal obstacles to lead the U.S. karate team to a world championship. Uh, no, they don't. They lose. Um, <laughs> they get the medals, but they fucking lost. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. Now they've opened a dojo in Las Vegas, which is also home to the Coliseum, a secret club situated beneath a disco. It's the site of a single elimination gladiator belt, ultimately leading to an encounter with the undefeated and decidedly bulky Brackus, Ralph Moller, a former Mr. Universe, best known for his modeling career overseas. Uh, more recapping, and then I'm coming back in after Travis's fight. Um, but I need to provide the context that that's what we're coming back into. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing. This particular fight is barely believable since Penn looks more like an overweight wrestler trying to starve off a cholesterol attack. Maybe the casting director wanted brother Sean Penn. Alex's son, Walter, sees the whole thing and everything thereafter is as inevitable as it is predictable. In terms of the fights, which are plentiful, Ray is clearly the star and the preliminaries leading up to his encounter with Brackus are both visceral and funny. As <laughs> Brackus, Molly is scarier than IRS audit, if he can only, oh my god! If he can, sorry, I'm just, You're out. I'm also reading it and laughing because yeah. it's ridiculous. If he can ever learn to talk, he'll be okay. 
Meg Foster is featured in one of the small roles left for women in these films, and with those pale and limpid Stepford eyes, she may actually be scarier than Brackus. Somebody buy that lady contact lenses, please. Best of the Best is rated R and contains some standard shoot-em-ups and bone-breaking. Is is that the woman that was dating? Um, yeah, Sue. Yeah, yeah and she did, was kind of scary looking. The oh, I mean, she's on TV. Her eyes, you couldn't see her pupils. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk more about her when when we when we get to her, her introduction. Uh, but yeah, she has insane eyes. But yeah. that was just like a second thought in the back of my mind. I didn't even write any of that down. I'm so glad it was picked up. But it's interesting that the reviewer comments on the fact that there isn't much much to do for women in this movie and then proceeds yeah. to attack her based on the way that she looks. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Like yeah. Really yeah. Uh, I w- would have said that there are no female characters in the main cast. Like I wouldn't have even mentioned a female in, in the... Yeah. So the most significant movie is Grandma. Yeah, 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 true, true, yeah. true, true. There is a Blu-ray version of this movie, but the movie doesn't seem to be streaming anywhere that I can see. So uh, the Blu-ray is probably your best bet if you want to if you want to check it out. And of course, oh, you, know, you can obviously buy it on VHS. Is or, there a director's a commentary to this film? I do not believe so. Damn, that um, would have been great. Yeah. Um, my backstory with this movie, uh, pretty similar to last week. I saw this when I was a kid because I'd seen the first one. I really liked this movie when I was a kid. I Yeah, I kind of loved it. And I think I've only seen it once. Um, but I remembered quite a bit about it as I was watching it. Like all of it kind of came back as as it was kind of happening. The only thing I didn't really remember that was a surprise to me was who they end up training with. Yeah. We'll talk about when we get to it. And I remembered the end of the movie really, really strongly. This movie, look, I'm going to be upfront. I had a really great time with it, guys. Oh, I Forget can't tell. It. I had a really great time. I couldn't tell. But that's not to say that there isn't like 45 minutes in this film that you could just remove. <laughs> Please don't, make, because I enjoyed those 45 minutes. You've got to make that running time. Although this movie is a little it's bit- It's two long. hours long. No, it's not two hours. Oh, I th- I'm sure it was. It's How like long a, is it? It's like 100 minutes. It's 105. It's on the back of the box. Oh, it felt long. But again, there's you like 40 minutes of trailers at the start. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. it took you two hours to watch it. 101 of, minutes plus Yeah, 101. Yeah. The training still, montages felt less would, gratuitous. I would say it's probably 10 minutes longer than it needs to be. The, the, yeah. The training montages felt a little gratuitous, but also... No less gratuitous than the first movie. No, less gratuitous than the first movie, but equally fun. Shall we talk our way through Best King, of the Best? Can you do a super cut of all the training montages in the last film and this film? I'm not your dancing monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we open with footage of the first movie to introduce everybody. I always like when a sequel gives us a, like, a previously on. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't I was gonna like say, like, I wrote down, I was like, oh, it's always a good sign if they feel like you need to remind a person of the last movie. I don't, I don't mind it. I usually kind of like, kind of like it. Okay. Yeah. It, for this, for this kind of movie. I generally, yeah, yeah. Okay. I hear you. Know you. I mean? For, for also, high quality that, ones, I'm like, mm. So Best of the Best was a hit on home video, yeah. right? Which is probably means that you're going to see Best of the Best too when you find it in the, in the video store. This was a theatrical release. This was a cinema release <laughs> that flopped at cinemas and then did well on VHS, which That's is why nice. there's a third and a fourth movie, right? Which were VHS only. Mm. There's a chance that you pick this up. In those days, there's a chance you pick this up without having seen the first movie. Yeah, very If your true. video store doesn't have the first movie, but I've you're seen, interested in the movie. Yeah. I've seen so many sequels that I've not seen the first movie too because of VHS. There are some sequels that like we have kind of so far been kind of diligent in terms of like watching things in order. 
But there are some series where we're just going to jump to the good Yeah, one. please do. We're not even going to bother. With <laughs> yeah, it I'm stoked. It. Yeah, I was hunting down a tape the other day that I didn't end up getting, but it was for the third movie in a series because I was like, yeah, we can just go to the third movie. Fuck yeah. I don't care about watching him in order. After we re-meet everyone, it transitions to close-ups of various parts of Philip Ree's body. Yeah, this is As great. he works out with a graduated pink to purple filter on it. And then, yeah, the first new piece of information that we get is newspaper exposition. We literally see a newspaper where the boys have opened a dojo in <laughs> Vegas. It's yeah. possible that I was writing a note. <laughs> as that happened. As that happened. Well, can you look at your notes and tell me what you could possibly have been writing? Is the whole team coming back? <laughs> no, just the two leads and the racist one. Yeah. yeah. The other one that won. The other one that But like I think I was writing that as the movie started mm, right. based on the recap. Yeah. Yeah. And All I can say is, do we really think that the US karate team opening a dojo is going to make the news? In Vegas? Mm, okay, yeah. It's a local right. paper. Yeah, it's a okay. human interest story. I don't know if it's front page material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then we go to a helicopter coming into Vegas while at a nightclub slash casino, although it feels more like a nightclub. It's intercut with some shots of people coming into the club. There's some radio chatter about Mr. Brackus being on, on board the helicopter, even though we've not met Mr. Brackus yet. Uh, the club is for VIPs only. And then, yeah, Brackus lands and walks through the club, and we, they do that thing where we don't see his face. We just kind of follow him from behind. You guys may not have picked this up, but I feel like it was weird for some, some reason. Like, it didn't feel natural that they were not facing us. Like, I've it's had that, over shoulder just, walks before. Just, trying to like save his introduction for his big line. Yeah, it was just something about the filming. Like I thought I honestly just made a note and I thought you guys would know technically why it felt so awkward. I actually think it's really good. Oh, okay. I think that this sequence is great. This yeah, is a great I, I have no problem. It's used all the time. It's a great yeah, character introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hear about a character via the radio chatter. We learn that Mr. Brackus is, is important. Yeah. Then we meet him and we don't see his face. The sequence all the way through makes sense and is great. I, I'm more referring to like when I was watching the actual footage, I remember thinking like it feels a little bit awkward for some reason. I've watched a sequence like this a thousand times. I get what the, the sequence is about. But I remember thinking like, oh, I'll, I'll make a note and I'll see if the guys know anything technical of why it feels weird. Did you notice that the nightclub is really <laughs> brightly lit? <laughs> I did notice. <laughs> Brutal. It's really bright. It, it, it's bright it's way too for, bright for, a, for nightclub. a nightclub, yeah. It, well, it did give you plenty of time to watch the like really weird old man dancing at the front of the stage. Everybody else is like beautiful and young and then there's this <laughs> old man dancing near one of the go-go dancers. I totally okay. missed it. Not even dressed like, like he's rich. Just in like a blue shirt and pants. Missed it. That's odd. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Brackus heads through the archway into the Coliseum <laughs> and is greeted by two security guards. And as they pass through metal detectors that are built into the arch, one of them beeps. And then we get Brackus's in- introduction. He stops and turns to the as the camera pushes into him and tells the guy to lose it, meaning the gun, because guns are unmanly. Warriors fight here. Lose it. Sorry, Mr. Brackett. What did I say about guns? They're unmanly. It won't happen again. Warriors fight here. Get rid of it. Yep. Yep. Great justification for what happens towards the end. Well, for them not to have guns. Yeah. yeah. Even though that the guns are unmanly and yet his dudes use guns for the oh, entire yeah. rest of the movie. But outside it. of the... Outside of the yeah, arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inside the Coliseum, we follow Brackett as he walks through the kind of the floor seats section is kind of what I refer yeah. to the cheap seats. Yeah. And there's a kind of a glass window that looks into the into the fighting area. I fucking love this. Sorry the, to 
The, the design? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. And also, like, they make it make sense later in the film uh, in the film um, because it has a practical use that we'll see. But also, let's fucking do this for the UFC. Like, let's have raised seats right on top of the fucking fight it's and then have, like... Watch, it's a bad way to watch a fight. Oh, I would love to be, like, an aquarium right up against the fucking, like... <laughs> Yeah, a UFC fight or like sitting right above. Mm. And fucking Wayne Newton is in this movie. Yeah. Is that the MC dude? Yeah. yeah. As Weldon yeah. Great. as Weldon Madano, he's the manager and MC of the Coliseum. So he's a famous singer, uh, yeah. Vegas Vegas entertainer. Has had lots of residencies. Is he not the Ready to Rumble guy? No. No. Oh. No. That's a different person. That's a oh, what's his name? Person. It's Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Oh fuck. Yeah, okay. Right. I, of course I know What's him. What's the Ready to Rumble's guy's name? Ah, uh, I've forgotten his name. He's the brother of the guy from UFC, but I can't remember. Tim Buffer? Tim Buffer? Mm, okay. Yeah, Tim Buffer and Bruce Buffer. Your so the Ready to Rumble guy is the brother of the guy from UFC that says, it's time. Yeah. yeah. And he's a great villain, by the way. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, he plays a villain in a couple of, couple of movies. He's also nice. a villain in a Bond movie around this time as well. He's explaining to the audience that this is the ultimate in fighting competition with no rules. Mm. You already mentioned UFC. MMA. This is so UFC. Yeah. What's really interesting is that UFC 1 was on Friday the 12th of November in 1993. Best of the Best 2 opened in cinemas on March 5th of 1993. Hectic. Right. Cool. The words they use, the there are no rules, Yeah, is all... So UFC won. Yeah. So even much like spoilers later, they do the, um, do you think a boxer yes. can beat a? Yes. It's and that's so very, UFC. that's very like, UFC Somebody one. needs to fucking cut Philip Rea check. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't think that they stole the idea. I think the idea is floating around, but, mm. I, but I think it's also pretty clear that someone at UFC saw this, yeah. saw this movie. There is also like other tournament movies, around this time, but this is one of the very first ones that has, yeah, let's see a boxer versus a what a whatever. I mean mm. Yeah. You know? I mean the the you're right, the concept was very in the air in this time of the this time of the world. But just that they're so close and that UFC one is in Vegas as well. The wording like being so just, close. The is wording is close, the concept is is really close. But how else are you gonna Coliseum, say that kind of stuff as the well? The octagon yeah. yeah, right. It was like fully the right shape. It's too. like it's it's very <laughs> it's just very. There are just a lot of similar similarities. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. The founding of UFC is something that has become kind of myth and legend, and like how it came together. And there are like there's like three different competing stories, and UFC kind of embraces all of them <laughs> as their yeah. origin story. Yeah, man. They released for their anniversary a few years ago. Um, they released a little mini doco that has all three competing stories kind of told in parallel to each other. That's very cool. That's kind of interesting, yeah. So the way that it works in the Coliseum is that there are tournaments, preliminary tournaments. We never see those. No. The finalists that then make it to uh, the competition where they face a series of gladiators. They win the first time, they win 20K. They win the second time, they win 50K. And if they win a third, they earn the right to challenge for ownership of the Coliseum against its champion and owner, Brachus. So this is a legitimate kumite. It is, yeah, kind of a kumite. Yeah. Yeah. Kira doesn't know what that word means. <laughs> it's a fighting tournament from Bloodsport. Yeah. I figured it was a fighting tournament because yeah. I've seen this movie. Context clues. <laughs> Weldon then introduces the newest gladiator, Andre uh, Marias from France, and 
the challenger, Travis Brickley. Fuck. And he looks like since the last movie, he's made a real effort to slim down and put on some muscle. <laughs> nope. He looks exactly <laughs> the same, but except now he's dressed like his mum made him a Street Fighter cosplay oh. outfit. Purely from a verbal description. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and the way he holds his, ri- his fists is so just bad. like not even trying. So bad. I love the uh, shot of the man who's clearly a fighter, who's his opponent, is like bouncing on his feet and moving around, not even doing anything special, but you can tell he knows what he's doing. Then it cuts into a closer close-up of Travis, who's standing flat-footed, just moving his arms around. Yeah. <laughs> really awkwardly too. Yeah, yeah, so good. I do this all the time. All right. Chris Penn is not Michael Masden, and I'm sorry, but I I fully was saw I, Michael Masden in the trailers, I, and I was like, oh, they're different people. Okay. <laughs> when the buzzer sounds, there is only one rule. There are no rules. The floor is lava. We've been watching Floor is Lava. Right. Okay. Okay. And during the fight, Brackus watches from his throne with his uh, creepy as fuck wife, <laughs> who we'll talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. So we get Travis versus Marias. Uh, Travis dodges his attacks by standing still and moving the top half of his body. It's just, yeah, it's bad. He hasn't gotten any better. Like he just no. throws punches. Yeah. Um, he does do some kicks and his kicks have much better form, but that's because he's doing a side kick, not because he's not trying to do a front front kick. And <laughs> they do clinch up tie style a little bit. Uh, Travis headbutts him and then just side kicks him till he just falls over. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. I think the fight's fixed. I think the movie sets up that it's a fixed fight. What do you mean? That, that Brackus is putting weak opponents into the into the color to the Coliseum. What? There's no way if you look at Chris Penn, Chris Penn has a line later that talks about in, in a in a scene in a second, talks about other fights fixed. He says that to Brackus in, in because Brackus hasn't fought anybody in like six months. I think that the fight is fixed. I think that they know that um they're trying to get somebody weak to Brackus so that Brackus can Brackus can win. Oh, I don't think so. I, I honestly, I've watched this movie three times because I always watch a movie fucking three times. But the and later half it, of the movie when they're... Yeah, but I think it's different after after all the shit goes down, right? It's completely different. I think that they're trying to get Travis to the fight with Brackish. Just for the make, show kind make, of thing. For the show to make, to make money. I mean, it, also because like he's, he's, he's an American he's champion. champion. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't... Champion. It doesn't change anything about the movie and it does make sense. It's yeah. just in the later half of the movie they're all about like, oh, he's finally got someone who's worthy of him kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that that's Brackus. I think Weldon, who is the money man, who's only ever concerned yep. about them making money, yeah, okay, I can is read that. putting somebody in front of Brackus that is not worthy of fighting, fighting Brackus, knowing yeah. people are going to bet against him Yeah, and then he's going to win. Yeah, okay. Right? So the house keeps the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But Weldon- why would people... V- but why would people bet against Brackus? Not against Brackus, against Travis. So, so people are betting loses. on the other gladiators and then losing their oh, money because Travis wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and then he Weldon gets washed by. Weldon and, and Finch, who's his second in command, he's the kind of bolder guy later, he's got some good lines later, later down the line, share a kind of a knowing look with each other. Yeah, they share right. a little weird look about... Finch introduced that early. Yep. Oh, I yep. missed him. Meanwhile, on the edge of the desert, Walter is practicing his carter as uh, Alex and Tommy are watch him because they're out camping. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I verbally said outside when I when we first saw outside? Walter. Do you mean outside of your head? <laughs> outside of your brain place? No, he walked yes. outside his house. He and outside. I physically said out loud when I saw Walter. I was like, little Timmy? I totally forgot there was going to be some, but... It looked like little. T- it looked like Walter was in the movie, so I'm very glad it's the same actor. Mm-hmm. But also, aren't they just the sweetest two dads? <laughs> just the, like they are the best couple. Yeah, they really are. And they're like, if they turn to each other in this moment in this scene and just gave each other a little kiss, no context from last movie, I would totally would understand. Just it and it m- would and be in between the lines of this movie and the last movie. <laughs> given, given the way that Alex uh, behaves later towards the woman he supposedly loves, well, maybe. And how close they get, like, oh, there's, anyway. there's moments. I'll talk about it. Okay. Walter is grading for his black belt tomorrow. Tommy tells Alex to relax. If he doesn't get it this time, there's always the next time. Alex knows, but he's growing up so fast. <laughs> Walter made him promise that if he gets his black belt, he can drive the car. Which is a callback to the first movie. Oh, oh shit! When oh. they get into the bar fight in the first movie, he's, they on, cut, the phone he's to, on the phone to. He's like, "No, you can't no, drive you, the no, car." No, Walter, you can't yeah. drive the car. Great call. Yeah. So it's just he's just been wanting to drive a car this whole time. Yeah. Fucking great pickup. Does he get to drive the car in, uh, in Best of the Best Three? He's not in it. Oh, that's because Roberts isn't in it either. Yeah, Eric Roberts yeah. Isn't, isn't in Best of the Best Three. Is he in Best of the Best Four? <laughs> oh, I hope so. No. Uh, I feel like they go real different from this point on. Fuck, man. This is like this movie. This okay, is real so different. This, okay, this is where we're going to get into this. Yeah. I, I, hadn't, put a, I hadn't put a spot. Yes. Oh, let's just make a sequel in a completely different genre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, let's just make a movie that is. The first movie is striving so hard for like realism, kind of. It's, yeah, right. It's an inspir- It's literally an inspirational sports drama. This is a fucking genre martial arts crime movie. But like you said, like it's an interpersonal drama that has karate in it. Yes, and well, taekwondo. Yes, 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 yes. And what I noticed as well is the filming of the fights is completely different. Oh, the whole movie. It's like a you know. You know how we it's were talking- actually surprising it's made by the same director. Like yeah. It's a completely different style of movie. You know how we were talking last movie about the lines? Yeah. Mm. And how like they really went to a certain level to film it in a certain way. Towards the back half. This is what I mean when it, like, it feels like wrestling. Yeah. Like you can feel the acting in, in the stunts. Mm, maybe. I, yeah, I don't think the fights are as good. There nah. are sections in this movie. Where yeah. there's, there's cool stuff in the fights, but I don't think the fights are as, as well put together as the, as the first movie. Yeah, makes zero sense too. Yeah. Uh, backstage at the Coliseum, Travis is hanging out with some women as he talks to Weldon. Uh, and then, yeah, this is where Brackus comes in and Travis gives him shit about how long it's been since Brackus fought anybody. He asks him, you know, if it's fixed. And then Travis wants Brackus and he gets Brackus. Because that's where the money is. How long has it been since you fought? About six months? Mm. Are the fights fixed? Go ahead then. What, are you injured? One or two punches right on the chin, I believe you'd go right out. You have a big mouth, boy. And a big everything else. (laughs) So why don't you stop wasting time? Put me in the ring with him. Well, give him what he wants. You want Brackus? Yes, I do. You got it. 
Fuck, why would okay. Travis ever fight Brackus? I know. <laughs> because uh, the shot of them both in the ring later oh, is yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, when we get there. Uh, the grading, Tommy and Alex are running. Is this it. little can? Oh, this is so much. Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely. This yeah. is exactly what my shit was like. I'll post that photo this time. Oh, yeah, you can post the photo. Because <laughs> yeah. I forgot to last time, but there's a photo. Listen to the last pod to hear about the photo. It's, it's my black belt grading. Yeah. yeah. I'll and, post the photo. Yeah. And this is an actual kata. It's an actual international uh, taekwondo kata that they're doing. Except the fact that they're standing way too close to each other. Yeah. They're all like packed in to each other. I pointed this out to Kira. We watched the movie together this, this morning. And it yeah, was I was one worried thing for I, those kids. One thing I allowed myself to do. Yeah, those kids get to kick each other in the yeah. head. And then we kind of montage through the grading with uh, Travis there watching. Yeah, so it um, seems to me like Tommy and Travis Grady. Do shit. Yeah, Tommy and Grady are marking. Yeah. And Travis is little man's coach is what it seemed like. Yeah, I think he's like playing the coach for the day because yeah. his dad and his actual, like, his dad and Yeah, well, I thought it grading. was just three dads. I yeah. thought it was just three dads. It's a little bit of that it's, as well. Yeah. But, yeah, he's the one that's being the person with the kid because the adults can't. I feel like Travis is the man in the relationship. I hate myself for saying these words out loud. It's three men and a little Grady. Yeah. I, I love this kid's, like, non-typical household. So we just I just want to establish right now, you're going to run with the three gay dad thing for the whole podcast. I look, I we just want I to think know. it's real cute. Okay. Three dads. That's, that's your bit for this week. <laughs> no, there's another bit coming okay, up. You got something else you're getting more hang up on something else? <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a nice moment where they are they do a high five as Walter is strapping up his hand for the brick breaking and Travis is is coaching him for the brick breaking, which yeah. is Makes what sense. Travis's thing was, even though he failed her last time. Yeah. Um, we assume he's done it since then. Oh, uh, that's why the kid fails. I love it. Uh, yeah, Walter doesn't break his and has to try again, hurting his hand. This is the point where I was like, little Cam would have got through the, that fucking board. Well, <laughs> we told well, that he story. Got through yeah. the, he got through the board. He didn't get through the chopping of the... The brick. Yeah, the I, brick. I was like, Cam would have got through that brick because like, he didn't the first time that he censored himself and then did it the next time. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's um. actually, I was watching this going, I like I had that moment where, where I was like, did I make up that story about the board? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, no, no, no. I know that that is what happened. That's what that's what happened uh, because it was so similar to my own to my own experience. I was like, wait a second, did I transpose something from a movie into my life? And I'm like, that's not beyond the realm. There wasn't photographic evidence. I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there was actual <laughs> photographic evidence. The way they did it in this grading, they he they run and jump and kick through the thing and then oh. and then run forward and and smash the the bricks. Is yeah, that how you would tumble. do? That or would you do them as separate I did things? a I did a, a handbrake for my black belt grading uh, yeah. of a board, not a brick, because the brick thing is not really much of a thing, really. At least in my, in my taekwondo, like um, cinder block isn't even that hard to break. It's probably just as hard as the board. Yeah, and uh, I didn't have to do a I didn't have to do a roll before I broke. Yeah, I just broke straight down. I just lined up and 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 broke. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I knew that they do the breaking of the boards. I just meant like doing the two. Two, no, you would not different do. Techniques. You would not do two. That's more a. That's more a um uh like an exhibition technique. Yeah, yeah. Then you, I don't. At least in my experience, I never did that two for a grading. It was always one at a time. Yeah, but I, I did thought. do. I did do a uh, a break with a chop for my for my black belt grading. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they um, would have just gotten real black belt kids to. Yeah, those be the kids other are probably kids, other right? other. Uh, taekwondo kids, actual yeah. taekwondo kids. Yeah, Tommy tells him that if he doesn't break, he doesn't pass, and he doesn't break and he doesn't pass. Alex 
and Walter pull up on Fremont Street in Vegas. Um, yes, I know the name of the street. It's a famous street. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no big deal. Just no, I, I Las Vegas. Binion's like Horseshoe. Which Whatever. Is Binion's Horseshoe Casino, which is where is the birth of um, the World Series of Poker. <laughs> Fuck your brain, man. Uh, I can't help it. I'm fucking stuck in here. Yeah. And so they meet up with Tommy and Travis at a Mexican restaurant. Do dad. What? Nothing. Keep going. And everyone from the dojo is going to dinner to celebrate the grading. I went to these team dinner things as well after gradings. We did this. Walter's putting on a brave face and inside we meet Sue, Alex's girlfriend, played by Meg Foster, who, yes, has the craziest, palest blue eyes of all time. Mm. She's Evelyn in the Masters of the Universe movie, the He-Man movie, where she uses her crazy eyes to great effect. Um, she's also in John Carpenter's They Live and she's still acting. She's still doing TV, TV work to this day. Mm. On a TV in the restaurant. We get our boy. Dayhan, <laughs> a returning Simon Ree, and uh, the rest of the Korean team uh, on Chekhov's American tour. And we get a shot from the first movie. Yeah, we see yeah. the waterfall shots. Yeah. Returning waterfall shots from the first movie <laughs> of them training. I love that he brought his brother back into the film. Fuck yes. I knew he probably wasn't going to disappear, but fuck yes. Yeah, he also was the fight coordinator on this movie as well. Nice. Dayhan on the TV is talking about bringing the beauty and art of Taekwondo to, to America. Fuck like he's like. Non-violent now. <laughs> I love Dayhan. Fucking Zen is fucking. Fucking now. love him. Is Dayhan in the later ones? Uh, I actually don't know. He fucking better be. Yeah. And oh yeah, Sue's reporting the news because she's a sportscaster, and that's how we're going to introduce that piece of information by just tacking it on to the end of yeah, this. Yeah, sure. That <laughs> seems like a sports. It seems more like a like kind of like lifestyle art piece of news. I don't. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird yeah. choice. It's just I never know why make her. Yeah, there was no point to her in this whole fucking film. Yeah. Um, so Tommy proposes a toast to the kids who got their belts and those that will receive them tomorrow. To the team. To the team. Because teams. This is, are you about to get into his speech? Well, Alex gives a speech about how proud he is. And then if if you this both is, have business, you can yeah. fight to the death. It's a fucking so great dad speech. It's Please a great don't da- tell me you have a problem with it. It's a great dad speech. It's perfectly fine as a great dad speech, but... It's a speech about his son and only his son to the team, whether there are other kids in the team who got their black belts. <clears throat> and it's just like, yeah, okay, you guys all got your black belts, but wasn't he great at not getting his but to Grady? Like, I, I don't know. I think it's fine for a dad to have a, like, I'm making a speech too. and I just want to say, look, my, to my son who wasn't successful, yeah, it's you have that, taken it like a fucking champ and I'm so proud of you. Well, I he's agree. a man now. Yeah, I, I like like I, I didn't say that I had anything any problem with what he said. Yeah, I actually said the opposite. I don't have a problem yeah, with anything yeah. that he said. It's just that in that circumstance, if I was the kid, I'd be like, "Don't point me out, right?" Like I'm here with all my friends who all got their belts, and I didn't get my belt, and now we're all gonna like cheers to me for not getting it. All I can like, say is, if that was me in that moment, I would feel infinitely better having that said to me. I would have because feel I would feel proud about my reaction instead of my achievement. Yeah, I feel like all the other kids would be like, "He didn't get it, and I got mine," and you're not <laughs> congratulating me at all. You <laughs> just Fair. and yeah, I, and I would go beat red because everybody's looking at me now when I just didn't get the belt. Yeah, yeah and it mostly functions as a setup for the next for the next yeah. thing, which yeah. is at Alex's house. Oh, that dojo must be doing pretty well. That house yeah. is fucking nice. <laughs> Do they all they, live there? No, they don't. No, I was I was specifically yeah. looking out for that. Do all of his dads live in the one house? <laughs> I didn't think 
I didn't think Travis did, but it seemed like... You know, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think we were going to do uh, Walter Has Three Dads <laughs> runner, but here we are. It's, it, it's it just a didn't great seem as though Philip ever goes home. I don't even have a bit for this week, so let's just use that. <laughs> I don't have a runner for this week. I didn't come up with one. I just didn't feel like Philip had another house. Yeah, well, we never see very Tom, true. We never see where Tommy's living. Yeah, but like so that dojo seems- must be fucking great if yeah. all three of them have separate residences. <laughs> yes. Walter and a friend are shooting hoops out the front when Tommy arrives. Um, Tommy steals the ball and shoots swish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bit about if I make this, you got to wash my car. If I don't make it, you still have to wash my car, which is good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, inside, uh, Tommy's pretty unimpressed with Alex's cooking as Walter plays Tetris on a TV that is really high up on a cabinet. That's going to hurt your neck, kid. Yeah, yeah, but I had a TV that was really high up back in we, the day. Uh, the idea of having a television, I mean, TVs are so big now that you're just at eye level because of the yeah. nature of the size of the television, right? But back in the day, you put up your TV high on a cabinet, you have your TV on the floor. What the fuck were we doing? They're going on a double date, uh, that is Tommy and Alex, uh, and Walter has cancelled his babysitter because real men don't need babysitters. Yeah, what a little arsehole. But also, what strong move. move. Strong move. Such a move. Yeah. Also, Fuck. the babysitter probably should have called Greg yeah. and checked. Yeah. <laughs> not, just d- a gr- don't, not just assume that the 11 year old has authority to cancel. That seems weird. So okay. true. Do he could have just been like, oh, the babysitter's on their way. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. He could have lied and said the babysitter was coming. Well, he yeah. didn't want to get away with it. He wanted it to be agreed that and he doesn't need one anymore. But then again, uh, plot machinations. So Alex tells Walter that that's not happening. Travis is coming to drop some stuff off before he goes to his bowling league and Walter's going to have to go with him. The two of them leave and as they're going, Tommy tells Walter to stay away from the Playboy channel. Yeah. That's a nice touch. How disappointed are we with Eric Roberts' new haircut? Oh, we want to talk about the lack of mullet? Oh, I'm so sad. He's just, I mean, he's still daddy, but like, he's, the hair is gone, man. <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, what, yeah, you don't feel it? I I was all ready to get in on this conversation Until with you, you about daddy. his about his hair. All right, all right. let's remove that. Let's remove the, let's remove the that connotation. But also those luscious locks, man. Come on. I didn't bump on it until you mentioned it, but yeah. Yes, his, 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 his hair is infinitely less impressive. In the yeah, yeah, I'm really sad about it. Just, you know, pull one out for the homies. Okay. For his hair? Yeah. <laughs> pull one out for his hair? Yeah. Okay. It'll grow back. It's okay. <laughs> it won't. Never <laughs> like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Although now he could probably rock that. Oh, he's, he's rocked that in other films. Not the top knot, but the length of hair. But I mean now. In 20, oh, yeah. In, Fucking in oath he could. Yes. Because the kids have mullets. Travis arrives. Walter tells him what's up, but Travis isn't going bowling, but he takes him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because what if a serial killer breaks in? Yeah. 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 Um, Or what if I take him to this life and death tournament? (laughs) Yeah. On the strip, Travis tells Walter that he's fighting tonight. He's fighting at the Coliseum. Walter reacts like he knows about the Coliseum. He's 11. Does everybody fucking know about this thing? Yeah. I don't know. Walter is a fucking manipulator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but he acts like he knows what the Coliseum and then is. Tommy and, uh, and Tommy and Alex will be mad at him yeah. for going anywhere near that place. Well, I assume it's understood as like a fighting location, but but not what but it later, actually is. But later, a dance they club. But, but later they go there and they're like, our friend fought here, and like they don't know that there's fighting happening there when they go there later. That's very true. Yeah. Anyway, so Travis tells Walter he's going to have to wait in the car, but yeah, Walter blackmails him into sneaking him in. Guys, Walter is fucking cool. 
<laughs> like he's actually a cool little fucking kid. I think Three Dads is really good for him. Okay. Three Dads is really good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very well uh, adjusted to unique situations. By this point, I just want it known that I'm having a really good time in this film. It's clear. Yeah. It's very, it's very, <laughs> it's very clear. At the back door of the Coliseum, Travis pulls up. Knows his license plate? No. No. Big Bird? What? <laughs> the license plate on his Trans Am with the flames Yeah, says Big Bird. I did not read that <laughs> what, at, at all. Yeah. <laughs> What's that a reference to? Sesame Street. Sesame Street? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's sure. Just, it's just weird. Okay, okay. Travis knocks on the back door and a bouncer answers. Travis pays him a little something to let his buddy in. It's Walter. He's the, his sparring partner. His sparring partner, yeah. <laughs> the bouncer, Kane Hodder, Jason Voorhees. Oh, right. And Fuck. the guy that Travis gets into a fight with yeah. in the bar. Oh. That's mad. Inside, Travis takes Walter up to the spotlight operator position and gives a bottle to the spotlight operator to look after Walter. The spotlight operator, Eddie Bunker. He's Alex's boss in the first movie. Hey. Mad. Uh, he's the, I've t- talked the, about Eddie Bunker a couple of dude. times. Yeah, he's yeah. the ex-crim turned writer who's also in Reservoir Dogs with Chris, Ruth Chris Penn and co-wrote the screenplay for Runaway Train, which also yep. has Alec, uh, Eric Roberts in it. Eddie Bunker's also in that movie, at the, be- at the beginning of that movie. Travis and, and Walter do a little high five. I missed it. Oh, oh no. I missed it. I'm sorry. You missed it. I'm sorry, guys. You love high fives. No, no, I didn't need to watch it again. <laughs> okay. The, um, wait, wait, wait. Let's just reenact it. Yes. Showtime. <laughs> okay. Ken's going to murder us. I know, I just <laughs> He's had pod- enough of my shit. <laughs> just turn the podcast off. Just, just, just make it stop. Make it all go away. The crowd gathers. Uh, in the Colosseum, and a showgirl flips the lights on using Chekhov's knife switch. Two Chekhov's. Uh, Weldon does his intro patter for Travis, and this time he's dressed like his mum found an old Super Mario Brothers costume and modified it to look like Ken's gear from Street Fighter. It looked it looked like a color swap. You know, when you've yeah. like chosen the same as player two and you have to change the color of the gate, that's yeah. 100% what it was. But if there was a fighting game based on best of the best, who the fuck is there for playing as Travis? Oh, <laughs> fuck that. It, Travis is Ken after he lost an important tournament and just ate and drank beers. All of his for, feelings. Yeah, for like another 10 years. Yeah. The crowd <laughs> actually laughs at him and makes fun yeah. of him. For being they call him fat. They call him fat. Yeah. He grabs his dick in response. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. But yeah. Um, it, and that also for me plays into that this is a fix because the crowd are like, are you fucking kidding me with this guy? I feel like it's that's part of the, the betting the thing, thing wouldn't work though. But they do make a big, they do make special consideration to say what the betting odds are. Yes. Yeah. The underdog and stuff. And it's like five to one or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then enter Brackus, champion of the underworld. What a fucking giant compared Jesus to Travis. Christ. Jesus Christ. That shot where it has the whole fucking ring and both of them at either end. He's huge. Jesus fucking Christ. He's like double. The, he's double Travis. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's massive. He is massive. And oh. uh, Travis versus Brackus is just not much of a fight at all. Oh, the bitch slap to start with was yeah, fucking so, satisfying. Yeah, so Brackus just takes Travis's punches and then he slaps him around before just turning his back on him. And they they quadruple cut the slap. Oh, the I didn't slap. even notice. It's the same slap four times, just from different, <laughs> yeah. different angles. He quickly traps Travis's arm and knocks him to the ground. Um, and as he gets up, Brackus just kicks the shit out of him. 
And yeah, to the head, isn't it? Yeah. And that head that head kick would fucking kill someone. Yeah, and blood sprays all over the, the glass on the uh, the cheap seats. Yeah. And the crowd uh, fucking love it. Walter begs Eddie Bunker to stop the fight, and Eddie Bunker's response is, it's just part of the show. Is this his first day? <laughs> yeah. Does he not know Does what this know kid's what about to witness? Yeah. Uh, and then we see, like, flames rise up. Pyro, pyro yeah. around the edges of the arena. From and nothing. A, and a curtain. Well, no, there's grates. And there's grates yeah, and but they appear for the fire. They're not there in other shots. No, they're there the whole time. Those flames are there. Flames are, you are there. sure? Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's little grates all the way near the, the thingies. Uh, okay. It's all the way around. It's the, same, yeah. it's the same area where the dry ice comes out later. Um, the curtain closes for the uh, for the cheap seats. Yeah. So only the privileged few, the rich folk that are up in the top of the arena. Get to choose if this man dies. Yeah, just like the real Coliseum. And, yeah, that's a thumbs down. So Brackus breaks Travis's neck as Walter screams. Yeah. No. I fully forgot reading the back of this film while we were, like when I was watching it. Yeah, because you read the back of the box and they yeah. spoil it on the fucking back of yeah, the box. Yeah, that it's a life and death fight. And I, as soon as, like, this was about to happen, I was like, no, surely it gets stopped, but they, like, go defend no, they, his honour. And then it's just like, neck snapped. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I did not see yeah. it coming. They kill off Travis. That's the end of Chris Penn. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, like, completely different genre of movie. It's yeah. fucking, this is a fucking I mean... In the first movie, Tommy is trying to, you know, get revenge against the man that killed his brother, but that was in a, like, legitimate competition. This yeah. is this is a flat-out murder and as you for said, entertainment. As you said back in the day when they used to do these taekwondo and karate tournaments, it wasn't very regulated, so you legit could die. And yeah, again, yeah. that buried into the realism a little bit, where this is just like, nah, it's a fucking coliseum, we're going to murk someone and then... That's the that's the revenge yeah. plot. Walter bolts out the back door, and Kane Hodder just kind of gives up trying to yeah. trying to stop him. And then he has a freak out on Fremont Street in yeah. Vegas. He uh, dips into fear and loathing in Las Vegas yeah, for a, a little, little while. Bit, yeah. yeah, there's actually a really cool <laughs> shot of him freaking out with the background kind of like warping and yeah. doing all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just he's just standing against a fun, uh, like a funhouse mirror. Oh, is that what they They're did? Just oh. Shaking a funhouse mirror <laughs> in the background, like it looks like. I just a, assumed it was all like green screen. In 1993, on a much I arts don't know movie? times. Okay. <laughs> um, in 1993, Jurassic Park is the big hit of the summer. Yeah, okay. we're at the birth of like modern, modern the way we. Yeah, I should have known that. I should have known that. Yeah. Back at the uh, Grady residence, Alex is dancing real close with Sue, but he's worried about Walter because he and Travis are not back yet. And then Walter just bursts, bursts in. Do you walk all the way home? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't do. look like I they didn't live. even click that they were at back at Grady's place. Doesn't even look like they live very close to Vegas. It looks yeah. like they live on the outskirts. Yeah. Out front of the stock exchange, uh, Tommy and Alex walk walk up. Tommy thinks they should call the cops, but then there's just a like throwaway line as to why they shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. As they enter, they pass valets talking. According to Internet Legend, and the main source of this was IMDb, so Probably not true. Probably not true. The younger one is David Boreanaz. Ah. Angel from Buffy. Ah, oh, I thought I knew okay. that name. So I was super skeptical. It's it's on his Wikipedia. It's in the fucking trivia for this movie on IMDb, which, like, that's just a useless place to try to find <laughs> information. But his name is listed in the credits so. as a prop department assistant. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that could be that could be a different... David Boreanaz since people have seen it and then made a connection and then just that's where that information yeah. came from. Except that 
Elsewhere in the credits is listed Beth A. Boreanis as an assistant to one of the producers. And David Boreanis has an older sister named Beth. Okay. Huh. So it is David Boreanis. Right. Yeah. That's mad. <laughs> really random. Yeah. Super random. So apparently he worked as a he worked on this movie as a crew member. And he must have been kid, yeah. just chucked in this scene. As a younger kid and they needed bodies and so they put him in a valet uniform and there he is. So Tommy, I love Al- that they just like rolled up on this motherfucker. I love that they just slide in past security. Yeah, dude. Everything about this means they're the fucking coolest motherfuckers in there. Yeah, they are. in their environment. <laughs> they are really you know fun. what I mean? They like as soon as something goes down, we're like, well, we're gonna go fucking shake some trees, sees what sees what falls out, say. Eh? Yeah, they're gonna. And go then they in. just dip straight past security. They don't give a fuck. They're fucking karate champs. <laughs> Taekwondo. Uh, they're gonna go get their boy. Um, upstairs, Weldon meets them at the door. They tell him that they're looking for Travis, who fought there tonight. This is a dance club. Travis doesn't dance. Uh, yeah, he fucking does. He dances in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> dances at the bar in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, Weldon denies he was there very briefly, but then admits that he did fight there and that he had his, had his bell rung. Why are you going to trust anything this guy says from that point? Yeah, and then but he left on his own two feet with a bing, bimbo's tongue in his ear. It does sound like Travis. Um, that does sound a lot like Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, they tell Walter, who was waiting in the car, they just left Walter in the car out the front of the venue that the bad guy <laughs> operates out of. Anyway. Yeah, oh my God. Walter's like, no, I know what I saw. I know the sound of a neck breaking when I hear it. Did he actually <laughs> say that? Fuck, I missed that. No. Oh my that. God. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just... <laughs> Sometimes I phrase things in a way that are meant to make you laugh. I also can't trust my own recollection of things, so... He's an 11-year-old child. He's not going to say that. Oh, my God. Uh, Finch comes outside and scopes Alex's license plate. Finch again. I didn't realise he was so throughout the movie. Through the whole movie. Right. All right, I didn't realise. Yeah, and then Tommy goes looking for Travis on the strip with no luck while Alex paces around at yeah. home. Worry montage. Yeah, the worry. first montage of the film is a fucking worrying montage. Yeah. And then we cut to Travis's body floating near the bottom of Hoover Dam. Mm. Yeah. Um, sad. Side note city. Mm. Distraction. City. Yeah. No side note city. Side note city. Nevada's currently going through a massive drought yeah. due to mismanagement of the Colorado River for yeah. like 100 years. Yeah. And, for, you know, because of global climate change and all kinds of other things. And Hoover Dam is at its lowest, lowest point yeah. that it's been in like uh, in the 80 years since it, it was built. Lake Mead, which is the reservoir and the lake at the top of Hoover Dam, yeah, it's the one that's at its lowest. You know what they've been finding a lot of since the lake received? Dead bodies. Bodies. I was wondering how we knew the same information. I was uh, like, oh, why are you bringing this up? Yeah. It's bodies so true. of murder victims that have yeah. been dumped in the lake by, you know, like the shady shit that happened in Vegas for yeah. like its whole history before yeah. it kind of became Disneyfied. I mean, still does really. Uh, it's much, it's, yeah. I mean, Vegas is still sleazy, but it's not sleazy the way it was in the 80s and 80s and 90s and, okay. the, and the 70s. How is the emotional acting between Tommy Ray and Eric Roberts? Tommy Ray? What, did I just say that again? Yes. Fuck. Tommy Lee. Philly Ree. Philly. Yeah, okay. Good old Philly boy. Philly steak. Um, they're, they're not great emotional actors. Like, and I'm I'm really hesitate to say anything negative about my boy, Eric Roberts, but 
You don't think they seem sad? No, nah, they, they don't. They're awkward. I, I feel it's, it's awkward. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's serviceable. Not, it's, not, it's not terrible. Yeah, it does It does the beat for the movie, but every time there's like some sad emotional acting throughout the movie, I'm like, that was not great. Okay. Yeah, Alex arrives, Tommy's already there, and the cops are saying it was an accident. And then Tommy's like, we got to do something. And then they just go straight to the stock exchange. Yeah. And burst into a private dining room. Yeah. I don't even know how they found it and got there <laughs> to confront Weldon. Alex wants the man that killed Travis. And then he looks right at Brackus. Like he already knows yeah. it was Brackus. Tommy is a fucking badass in this scene. And then Alex, fucking stupidly as all hell, tells Weldon that his son saw the whole oh, thing. That's yeah. right. And asks oh. Brackus if he killed Travis. Did you kill Travis Brickley? Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. Now he knows there's a witness and it's yeah, his son and it's he's going to want to kill him. So it yeah. causes the situation that he gets him, gets himself into. If they'd just been chill, a little bit more low-key. Like, yeah, it's cool they're badasses. They just walk in and want to take yeah, names. Yeah, I said, I said Tommy when I met fucking Alex. Yeah, Alex is a badass in this scene. Anyway, so Alex attacks Brackus, who throws him over a table. Yeah. And then Tommy punches Brackus. And his head goes into a mirror, cutting his beautiful face. <laughs> He's so angry about it. Brackus kicks a support column. He kicks it, a whole fucking wall. Yeah. yeah. And it, the marble breaks. Yeah. As though showing how strong it is. <laughs> this is like, audience, this is not like a standalone column. This oh. is like a part of the wall is jutting out. And yeah. also clearly put there for him to kick. Yeah. 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 To, yeah it yeah. doesn't really prove that he's strong. It proves that that wall isn't particularly well. <laughs> it proves that that is so a they, set. They cut corners. Yeah. <laughs> cut corners on the build. Spend all the, they blew all their money on the Colosseum. I loved what they were going riding. for. This guy has moved a whole section of wall that's joined at several points. Yeah. But no. Weldon calls off Brackus because they don't make money out of this. And Tommy and Alex fight their way out. Um, one of the security guards is wearing Travis's hat. Yeah. Uh, I went back and looked. And it's Travis not the same is, hat. No, no, no. Travis is never wearing his hat in the oh. Colosseum. <laughs> Did they take it out of his car? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Must Maybe. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the boys kind of kick ass and, and, and then roll out. Yeah. This is the point where I realized was like, yeah, the action's not going to be as good in this film. Like it's just shot so different. It's, yeah. it's fully action movies of the nineties. I think that, I think one of the things is, is that best of the best didn't have good fights until the, like it had, it really only True. has two fights. It True. has the bar fight. Right. And it has all the, the, the tournament at the end. Yeah. And as right. I said to you, those are controlled situations where clearly they spend a lot of time doing something, lighting something and, and choreographing it and making it look really good. Mm. You can tell where the effort is. This movie has so many more different fights and they don't have, I mean, they have the Colosseum, but the stuff that is good, that's kind of better in this movie is the, Col- is the Colosseum stuff. Yeah. Again, because it's somewhere they spent a lot of time. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I did forget that there was only really two big points of fighting in the first one. That's very interesting. Because it's not a tournament. It's kind of a tournament movie, but it's more an inspirational sports drama. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, Brackus is going to have a nasty scar. It's not that nasty. It's really not that bad. Yeah, but he's, he's very upset about yeah, it. Yeah. He's a yep. very beautiful man who's clearly never lost anything before or had a scratch on him. So no. he wants Tommy alive, but Alex and Walter dead. This is the moment moment where they were just like, Tommy is the is the number one in this movie. 
Well, again, I think this movie does a better job of balancing the two, the two of them. It no. gives both of them a good reason to be there, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does that. But I, it, doesn't, it doesn't split them into separate stories this time. It, it does gives so. Them, it unites them in one in one story. No, they physically get separated. Yeah, later in the there's movie. an A and a B plot going on. Well, they physically get separated, but in be- the first best of the movie, they have completely different plots that don't really intersect with each other. Yeah. Whereas this is well, one, emotional. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I this get is you. one plot where they are working together and they get physically separated. So I think it yeah. does a better job of balancing having two leads. Well, yeah. right, when you say balance, the, the when you when you say balance, do you mean like they did a good job at making giving them equal time because I feel like they're ramping Tommy up as the hero more in this movie than well, they did before. I think that they've realized where the I think after the first movie they've realized where the where the value is. Yeah. In terms of the martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. And so they have they, they have Tommy fighting more, but Eric Roberts' character is doing, still the emotional is, lead. Yeah, because they've got the kid and they've yeah. got all that guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. it's a, I think it's actually a, a better balanced story than the first movie. The the problem with the first movie Balanced, we talked about, yes, but I still think that Tommy is the lead. Oh yeah, absolutely. More, yeah. I still well, here's the thing is guess who's in Best of the Best Three? Yeah, of course. Best of the Best Four. These are these are Philip Rees movies. Is does he own the Coliseum in number three? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And he runs it just as a little <laughs> side hustle for the No, fuckhead. <laughs> It's a completely different movie. I know, I know. know. It's another genre. Shut the fuck up. It better be a kung fu movie. It's just a completely different. Oh, man. You know what? I still haven't watched fucking Legend of the Drunken Master. I haven't watched anything that I've suggested. I know. Well, no, I've seen that one, but I've been meaning every time we record pod, I'm like, I'm going to go home and fucking watch that movie. I love it. And then I never do. Travis's Funeral. Yeah, some um, Sunny and Virgil don't show up, or they weren't invited. Yeah, there was a there was a Virgil lookalike. Was there? Yeah, there was a guy with a beard and glasses. Did either of you know something very strange about this scene? Uh, the way it was shot. Um, I mean, that just seems like your default answer for anything. So, <laughs> well, like the kid's head was like cut off from the like coffin angle. Nope, it wasn't a graveyard. Not a graveyard. It's just an empty field. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just burying Travis in an empty field. Yeah. They clearly couldn't film at a graveyard. Right. There I just no, I just suspension of disbelief. There is no headstones. Yeah. There's nothing that resembles a It's cemetery. just an open field. It's just an open field. Yeah. They I just dug a hole in an open field. Oh Did yeah. they actually dig a hole? Yeah, there's a hole. <laughs> Because they have to lower the casket. Uh, I just thought maybe they were sitting the casket on the ground and like pretend to lower it. <laughs> They're just burying Travis in an open field. <laughs> That's uh, thank you. I wouldn't you. think it would be that difficult to get permission to shoot at a graveyard. Everybody does it. Yeah, I don't know. Or just have a fake graveyard. Yeah. Like put some fucking headstones up. Prop headstones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Often what they do is they hire prop headstones and they will shoot in a part of the graveyard that is not yet used. Yeah. At oh, their yeah. own uh, headstones to blend into the, the background of the graveyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't even do that. <laughs> Dehan is there to share their Yeah, lives. the Koreans show up. Very cute. Tommy, Fucking great. Tommy greets him like a brother. Yeah. Because it's his actual brother. <laughs> and in movies, they he gave himself to be his actual his brother. His actual brother, yeah. They all talk. Alex lets Dehan know what's going on. Dehan wants to help. Blood for blood. 
Then as they're walking, he owes it for Tommy. As they're walking, Alex is like linked arms with him. Yeah, I bumped on that too. It's a very old thing to do, but like it's so awkward in this movie. It just seems like an odd I choice. Didn't notice. Really, he's there like go. he's like he's holding his arm like you would his, your sweetie. Yeah, uh, or you know, men that show, show affection to yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah, and I you've like you show affection to a lot of guys. You've never linked arms with them like I, that. I, I definitely have. <laughs> I've walked arm in arm like that with with somebody. Lloyd. Okay. But also like. Hi, Lloyd. <laughs> Every pod. Hi, hi Lloyd. What was it I, it did, it just, uh, I did bump on it that it was an odd yeah. but way to show fucking that Eric Roberts. with each other. Eric Roberts is like, he's just affectionate and like over touchy in these two films. I haven't noticed it in other things that I've seen him in, but. He's very, uh, his rapport is very familiar. He's a very tactile person. Yeah. Tommy can't ask the Korean team to get involved. And then Alex goes to Sue. And Jesus Christ, this fucking scene. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know. I, my notes for this are a mess because it's just, he storms into the studio right before they're so about to go to, go to air and demands she say something on air about Travis's death on the, on the news. She's in sports, bro. Yeah, <laughs> she also is very reasonable. <laughs> yeah, she's. That's the thing is. That's the thing is. She's reasonable in this scene, and he's. And maybe that's the point of it. But except for the fact that what happens later, and I'll and I'll talk about that later mm. when we get when we get to it. So there's no proof, and she goes to kiss him, and he pulls back. Yeah, yeah. and he basically yells at her till right until she's about to go on air. Yeah, he goes, I don't out. give a fuck about your journalism or your job. Yeah, like because of Walter, and yeah, yeah it's just a weird scene. Yeah. He's a total, very bizarre. It's just completely superfluous. Not even superfluous, just because you could do this scene. I understand why it's there. I mean, she's. There's no a, point to it. Yeah, I mean that character. This is nothing. There's no do. point she to her character. To no point. Yeah. Um, but just yeah. somewhere to leave Walter when just, you need to leave Walter yeah. with someone. It's just completely misjudged as a the motivations in the scene are completely misjudged. Yeah, because Alex just comes off as a total dick. Yeah. 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 He he clearly is flying off the handle. Yeah. And her desk is a lounge. Yeah. Well, her desk has got some type of material over it. Yeah. Her it desk looks, looks like a lounge. Yeah. It, looks it doesn't like look a, like a desk. <laughs> no, I think it's a protective blanket. Right. And I think that it's left in the shot. Right. Interesting. They to take it off. Yeah. That makes it did look sense. Weird. It did look weird. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, you only point. I didn't notice it and you pointed it out this morning. Yeah. And I didn't have time to go back and actually look if it's there in the earlier part of the scene, which yeah. now I kind of- It is. It looks weird. It looks weird coming anyway. into the scene. But anyway. Uh, Walter leaves school on his bike and- He went to school? Yeah. Like, why did he go to school? Well, well because he needed babysitting. This is not a smart- I mean, at this point, choice by either of his dads. I mean, at, th at this point, they don't know that they're after them. Yeah, but you can they, make an assumption that, like, maybe the kid who witnessed a murder maybe shouldn't some, go to school and need some, yeah. you know, uh, mental health day. Oh, right, mental health day thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's followed by Bracus's goons, who he like just spots straight away because they're not. <laughs> they subtle. had a cigarette. They're not subtle. He bolts and they give chase. He rides into kind of an airfield slash. Plain graveyard? Uh, he rides into Area 51. Yes, there yeah. is a sign that says Area 51. <laughs> which I think is just a, it, that's a, just a someone in production making a gag. No, that's yeah. why the cops are called. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. 
Area 51 is not that close to Vegas. No, I know that. I know it's not Area 51, but like... The cops are called because they're a car that drove onto an airport, dude. No, and also, the gate is open. And also they're airport cops. They're not real cops. Oh, I didn't notice that. airport police on their car. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I didn't It's just realize. a visual gag. So in 1993, Area 51 is known, but it's not known to the level that this is. So it's just somebody in production Are you putting really? up a, Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just, just another one of those things that I can't believe was ever not like a known thing. Yeah, it's it's way more like fringe. Maybe it's the real Area 51 and yeah, they're just like is. misleading absolutely. people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh, God, Bernie. The yeah, the airport cops are shot pretty quickly, and and Walter gets away at Alex's house. Brackus's goons attack with guns because yeah. they are unmanly. I love that when they come in the front door, it's gun first, gun first, so that you can see him coming. And also, uh, they sneak and also the my, gun in. My son just witnessed the murder. I'm going to leave the front door unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of uh. Yeah, Security. my son just witnessed a murder and is telling me how he was chased. Yeah. So let's have no protection. Let's have no, like, think about defense while we're at home. Yeah. And um, so the gunmen kind of come into the house. Another one, there's another one at the kitchen window. Tommy flips a dude through a glass table. Yeah, and Tommy the hell out fucks shit up in this yeah. scene. Yeah, he does. Um, and then a guy puts a gun to Tommy's head. Yeah, this was a cool trick. This is fucking great. Yeah. He, he does this kind of like arm This grab. is like a Jackie Chan thing. Yeah, disarm thing where he's holding the guy's arm in a way that the gun's pointed at his head. Want to shoot me? Want to shoot me now? Yeah. The guy goes, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Alex is fighting a guy in the kitchen who also machine gunned a window and then yeah. kind of jumped in. Tommy breaks that dude's wrist. That yeah. was fucking brutal. That yeah. is what I appreciate about this movie. The brutality of some of the, like the obviously fake physical things, but it went there. Yeah, it's it gnarly. fucking compressed the wrist, like had it, had it bulge out bo- bone and bulging, there was yeah. a heavy they- snap. It's a fake arm. Okay. No, they broke that dude's wrist. I mean, obviously <laughs> they didn't. It's uh, just a prosthetic arm that's designed to, designed to snap. Yeah. Yep. Tommy is a fucking Dangerous man in this film. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> this is the this is a new movie for this movie, all right? We're going in left field from this point. Two dads. Gender norms isn't the only thing they're breaking down. <laughs> no? No? You didn't like that one? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Fuck this bit about not laughing at my jokes. <laughs> not, <intentional. laughs> not a bit. Not a bit. Um yeah. That so- was just very un um. I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, right? Tell me it's funny. It was funny, right? I'm funny. Alex beats the shit out of it. And Tommy has the gun to the broken guy's, uh, broken wrist guy's head. Uh, Alex tells him that they've got to go, that they have to get Walter out of there, and they go on the run. Tommy, Alex, and Walter head into the desert at Brackus's house. Weldon gives Brackus the bad news and all... Brackus wants is the man that ruined his perfection. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you scratch my face? Yeah. The middle act. <laughs> um, oh, we only in the middle. Well, it's a, it's, the movie doesn't have strict, you know, th- it's a longer movie and I would call this the middle act. <laughs> right. um, our boys roll up to an out-of-the-way gas station slash curio shop that's run by some First Nations people. Did you say curio? Yeah, curio. Is that so, like knickknacks and yeah, stuff? Curio, uh, yeah, like um, kind of touristy, okay. you know, things of a, of a curious nature. Okay, curio okay, okay. And surprise, he calls 
the old lady grandma. It's Tommy's adoptive family. How good is this? The explanation at the current point in time is, I'll tell you later. Come on, help me with the bags. And then there is never an explanation. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's just one line where she sa- he says, so this is the lady that raised you. Yes. So, oh, okay. It's fucking so, perfect. How did he come to Like, it's fine. Like, I don't mind that he ended up living with a, First Na- with a family of First Nations people. That's actually kind of cool. But how? Yeah. And why? Because he had a mum, right? Because he yeah. had parents. <laughs> We saw her. His How, house. why, who, what, and where, and why yeah. they in Las Vegas? During the notorious ice cream of doom yeah. sequence yeah. in the original movie, we see his parents yeah. cradling his dead brother's head. So, oh my god, I fucking forgot about that. So. You forgot How about the ice cream of doom? doom? No, I forgot about the parents watching on the side. Oh, okay. The ice cream of doom is never because to be forgotten. Because there's the terrible ADR. Yeah. Tommy, watch your brother. <laughs> Tommy, watch your brother. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot. So. How, the movie, did they cut it out? Was it never in the script? Yeah, are we like, to assume that he, from at some point a later. very young age, like very close to after this happened, his family basically a broke apart him. and sent him to live with this person where he continued his martial arts training. And not only that, is martial arts training part of this Native American's family-like culture? Because it seems to be. Well, fighting. It's not necessarily martial arts. It's just fighting. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems as though at some point after he lost his brother, he also lost his parents. Yeah. But it's not explained and he's more angry about his brother being killed in that martial arts tournament than whatever it is that took the rest of his family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. I feel like it's something they would have bonded about in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. so, yeah, my brother was killed by Daihan and also I ended up being being raised by... uh, this old woman who runs a curio store in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You would bring it up. You'd bring it up. Also, so, like, doesn't he talk about where he's from and he doesn't mention Las Vegas? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. But Tommy introduces Grandma to everybody. And then at the dinner table inside uh, their house, Tommy has explained to his grandmother why he's there and his grandmother thinks that he should talk to James. Who's James? Who's James? Who's James? Who's James? Who's James? Tommy's not thrilled that James is back and wants nothing to do with him. Who's James? Who's James? Alex keeps asking, who's James? Who's James? Who is James? James seems to be some type of deadbeat. (laughs) (laughs) That scene is so cute. I fucking love it. Who's James? Who's James? Who's James? Who's James? Eric Roberts is cute. He sells it so well. Full stop. Grandma takes him to James. Travis too. Who's James? Electric Boogaloo. Kira takes him to James. Kira takes them Kira to James. Takes them? Oh I didn't know you were in this, this movie. <laughs> Fuck, man. You guys are killing me. My brain is just fucking melted. I like sitting where I'm sitting. I feel more like we're on a team against you. <laughs> a team's on a team if I don't give a damn. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Grandma takes them out to James. Who's James? Who's <laughs> sleeping one off on the hood of a wrecked car. James. Who's James? Who's James? Is Sonny Lantham. Ah. Uh, uh, his Sonny Lantham. <laughs> his first role was as a cop in The Warriors. The Warriors. Wait, 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 wait. Which cop? Wait. It's a bit part. You're not oh, going to recognize okay. who the cop is. I know that more, film so well. More famously, or most famously, he's a member of Dutch's team in Predator. Oh, fuck. Yep. He's also- he's a Native American dude? Yeah. Yes. I mean, obviously, yeah. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. He's also in uh, 48 Hours. He's in Poltergeist and Action Jackson. I'm so glad he's actually Native American because for a while I was worried that it was like, it was. Oh, it was a uh, a, yeah. a white man situation. Yeah. I mean, the 
that happens. Yeah. We will see some of it. But I love this movie and I was like, oh, I hope they haven't done something naughty here. No, Sonny Lanham is an actual Native American first Okay, nation. cool. In older life, uh, he tried to run for office a few times. Legend. He tried to follow in the path of both Jesse Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Legend. Not really. Oh, is he um, not a good man outside of films? The last time he ran was for the US Senate. He ran for Mitch McConnell's seat. Okay. But his public comments about how the US should engage in total war against its enemies no. tanked his campaign and had the uh, made it so that the Libertarian Party disowned him. Wow. Oh, no. You know what you have to do to get those guys not to yeah, agree with wow. you? Yeah, wow. Yeah, wow, okay. Um, notoriously on the set of Predator, he had a bodyguard. Weird. Why? Not to protect him, to protect the crew from him because he kept on trying to start fights with everybody because of his short temper. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Very interesting. You yeah, know you've got a problem when like you have to have a mind on Crazy, crazy life, yeah. Um, did anyone think, like, obviously on your first watch, Ken, did anyone else think that this was, like, going to be an introduction of a drunken boxer? Like, because he was super drunk and I was like, oh, is this dude going to have, like, crazy weird moves and he's going to become part of the team? No. Yeah. Not even on first watch. Okay. I didn't think that he was going to be, right? I didn't think that he was going to be, like... Useful for fighting. I thought he was going to have like some piece of information. I didn't realize uh, that they were actually going to clean learn, him up. They were going to learn from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So James, yeah. Fuck. And then learning from him. At at any point, did we think that he was a better fighter than fucking Ray? No, because Ray's too good. Exactly. And well, why are they learning from this guy? Anyway, because uh, he has specific information. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spoilers. James, yeah, is a mess. He's drinking whiskey and almost vomiting every couple of seconds. He gives Tommy a hard time. Tommy gives it back to him. James wants to fight him, but he can't really even stand. Alex and Tommy kind of laughed him off. But as he go, as they go to walk away, James trips Tommy. James wants to see if Tommy's Tommy's stuff, if he's got any. They kind of throw each other around. Tommy kicks him until he spits quite a lot of blood. Yeah, <laughs> he, kind of he had like, one of the body bag kicks from the last movie. Yeah, I'd be like, bro, maybe we need to take you to the hospital for yeah. some internal bleeding. <laughs> if that was a real kick, he would have died. Yeah, eventually the scene kind of ends. There's a lot of backers and forwards. I'm not going to go blow for blow through this. But eventually the scene kind of ends with James uh, going to fight them and then just throwing up. This is the scene when they're like talking back and forth and there's a point where our two heroes uh, laugh at at the the drunk and Eric Roberts again is just way too close and like kind of like his face is too close. Okay, so this is the thing that you're hung up on for this 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 episode. It's just a weird thing that I noticed. <laughs> I love Eric Roberts, but I just like his acting style is very like in your space, which like again that kind of happens in real life. Yeah, and you have and like there are definitely best friends that like have that like closeness to them. But again, I just kept seeing and going like, I wonder, how, I wonder how Tommy feels about how close in your personal space he is. In the kitchen, uh, Tommy gives us James' backstory. <laughs> Who's James? Who's James? Oh my God, can we not do that? <laughs> oh, I mean, you can talk. Yeah, no. Swoon. Yeah. Swoon boy fucking. Did you say that I put it in the description? <laughs> no, I didn't. The podcast, epi- the podcast episode. Uh, uh, list all the credits. It's, fuck, it's you're Sherilyn getting, fan brackets swoon. I love how anywhere. It's not too meta for you. You'll put it fucking everywhere. I have a lot of fun in the, in the, <laughs> in the pod description. <laughs> So we get James's backstory. James, oh my God. James wrote with a bat. <laughs> sorry, sorry, can I just. I'm going to stop saying his name. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. He Continue. ran with a bad crowd. One day he took off to fight overseas and took grandma's life savings. 
He won some tournaments, but then he had a car accident that ruined his ruined his life. And that's as much backstory as we get at this moment. Mm. And then we get our first training montage. Yay! I thought this was going to be like an incidental training montage at first, like I, because they're moving cars and moving shit on the at the garage for Grandma at first, and I was like, oh, they're not training to like go back and win. They're training because they're hiding out and they just want to keep fit. But then we get a more traditional training montage mm. with shirts off doing like mad shit. Can you believe it's been an hour and we're <laughs> into our first training montage? Fuck, it's I know. heresy compared to the first movie. I know. Um, but luckily they're both amazingly shredded. Well, they, so yeah. it, it makes up for it. They clear out a garage to use as a training space because it's got this cool skyline. That's what they're doing. I'm <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> They're clearing out the garage to use as a training space because it's got a cool skylight that really makes your ass pop when you do chin-ups near it. That's what's important. Uh, Fucking love you. Yep, they uh, do push-ups, go for a run. Uh, Walter wants to know how long they're going to be there for. Fucking what's-his-name is still a terrible runner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and so bad. Walter knows that they're training to kill Brackus or be killed by Brackus. How? Well, because it's a fight to the death. He knows, he's seen it. Oh, yeah, true. He knows it's a fight to the death. Yeah. As I said before, he knows <laughs> yeah, what the sound of it yeah. is. Next, nothing. Yeah. Like. Well, he does now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Walter has seen Brackus kill. He asks his dad if he's afraid, and, and he says yes. Honesty. Um, yeah. And then Grandma asks James if he's going to help or not. James is once again drunk and gives her a dollar so that Tommy can buy himself a bowl of soup. Uh, she uh, unloads on him with guilt and tells him to help or leave. Yeah, I'm not really invested good, the way in this a good grandma does. emotional journey of this man that we met an hour into this film, hey? Yeah. It serves a purpose. Yeah, it does. It is a trope of the genre. You go find the man that survived. Yeah. 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 And you learn from and you learn from him. The next day, Walter helps grandma with the chicken feed as she holds it out of a basement that might become useful real soon. They feed the chickens and a sober James walks up to them and asks where the boys are. Um, and he goes over to them because he wants to help. Tommy doesn't want the help. But James knows what's going on. Grandma has explained it to him. He fought Brackus, which he pronounces Baracus. Yeah, which I think is the Mortal Kombat person. Baracus is the... Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, but he pronounces it completely differently than yeah. the way anyone else in the movie pronounces yeah. it. Yeah. And he's one of three people that can teach him how to beat Baracus because... <laughs> Brackus was the car accident that happened to James. Yeah. Yep. But I am one of three people in the whole world that can teach you to be Brackus. You're full of it. Tommy. What? Remember the accident? Yeah, so what? Brackus was the car. I was the accident. I can train you to beat him if you're not too proud. That... I really appreciate it, actually. I, I loved that. Baracus was the car yeah. and he was the accident. Yeah. yeah. It's a good, it's a nice little piece of dialogue. Yeah. So, and then they begin to train with James. Who's James? Who's James? He starts training them. Um, he <laughs> starts training them with Bo. Yeah. What the fuck? Do they not know what bows are? Yeah. I feel like they should have. Like, they literally act like they have never seen a, a staff before. Yeah. And. You don't pick it up with your hands. <laughs> you don't pick it up with your hands. You pick it up like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does a little soccer There's no kick up. way that in all of Tommy 
Lee's martial arts training, and even and even Alex's, yeah. they have not come across a fucking star. Yeah, before. this is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, it's why Bo? Why not like go? Oh, at the end he fucking brings out swords, which is why there's slashes across me. Like, why not up the ante like that way? I don't know. At least be something like, that they I wouldn't like- use normally in martial arts yeah. so that it, it makes sense for them to need to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I like bow as a, we- as a weapon. I, I, I like and bows. The, the fight later, is, fight later is, is good. Yeah. Like it's some of the best stuff that's actually in the movie is the bow fight at the end. Yeah, again, I feel like I'm comparing everything to the end fight of the last movie. Yeah. I suppose um, they could they could have just made it that, that he has bef- fought with it before but not in such a... It could, Violent a, it could just be a way different style. Or yeah. yeah, you could just teach them a different style of fi- fighting. Yeah. yeah, but it's it it's clearly just a setup for the end of the end of the movie. And here's the thing: is that like, I've seen this movie bef- before, but like halfway through the final fight, I was like, why the fuck did they train with Bo? And then yeah. and then they yeah finally get to it. Uh, the fucking intermission. But yeah. like, is it just me? Is there any reason why there's a fucking intermission in this fight and both staffs get brought out? I can't for the life of me remember. We'll, it just happens. Yeah, yeah it just we'll happens. Get and we get an intercut training montage as the boys train. Alex hits himself in the face a bunch of times, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Eric Roberts. And then at Baraka's house, he kicks the shit out of five guys as Weldon watches. <laughs> yeah. And then again, uh, I'm saying Baracus now. Baracus yeah. complains. <laughs> complains that he wants Tommy alive. And then we go to a sweat launch. Yep. We get a yeah. sweat launch sequence. Yeah. This felt really racist. It's not. Or like cultural appropriation-y. We're getting very close to magical native country. Yeah. We're yeah. getting very close to I'm seeing a wise person from a from an ancient culture teaching me something of value. Yeah. Uh, and... And I mean, we're hitting all the tropes. We just had the villain compound, which is like, I swear I've seen that villain compound in other movies. Yeah. So like, why not hit that beat? Yeah. But like. It's very of its time. I don't think the movie, I don't think the movie is doing anything in a, that is overtly negative. But then again, it's also not my place to say. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it was a little much. James. Yeah. James. James? (laughs) (laughs) You're killing it. Takes them into a sweat lodge. And it doesn't take long before Alex wants to bail. Brackus would stay even if it meant dying. And then he kind of talks about the sweat lodge in mystical terms about mm-hmm. it being a church and that they may have what the white men would call hallucinations, but they would call visions. And they stay in there all night and then into the next day. And then Tommy sees through time. Yep. yep. And has a vision of Baracus beating him to death. Yep. Which serves no purpose of any kind. Yep. So, again, and is never addressed. You were again. like ten minutes of this film could be taken out. This I'm sticking with no. I'm sticking with there is a good forty five minutes that could be taken out of this film. So you want this movie to run like not even what an hour? Look, no, no, no. <laughs> it's fun, and as I said originally, there is forty five minutes that could come out of this film. Okay. Do I want it to come out of this film? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, um, but you just take out this whole middle bit. Oh, there's so much. There's so if much. You, if you took out the middle bit, you don't get the training montages. Uh, that's very true. Yeah, it's the only part where there's training montages. <laughs> we don't get the fucking, like, mountaintop Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost there. Um, uh, an old man who I'm, I'm assuming is grandfather. He never yeah. he never has yeah, a line of dialogue. Never I just assume that that's... that's um, I thought gra- it was his drinking buddy. Grandma's partner. 
gives Walter a snake charm and Grandma explains that it's to protect him. Again, we get a little bit more kind of mythical stuff. A snake can take a life or save a life. And she also explains that courage isn't the absence of fear, but doing the right thing even in the presence of fear. Sometimes you've just got to kick, kick butt. Yeah. <laughs> Montage again. <laughs> uh, we get bag kicking, push-ups, makeshift weightlifting, uh, fighting with Bo as James looks on and nods approvingly so that we know that they've gotten better They're at getting it. better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They almost caught that chicken. And then there's actually, like, in the middle of the sequence, there's actually quite a beautiful shot of Tommy um, working out against the twilight sky in the desert. It's oh, I noticed. Kind of nice. Oh, yeah, you would. Uh, more running. Eric Roberts, I feel like over the course of this movie gets more cut. Like he's not uh, as cut at the beginning I thought that of the movie. too. Like he is way more jacked in this sequence. He's fucking shredded in this montage. Yeah. And Maybe yet, they shot all the fighting stuff first and he got. Yeah, it didn't work out while they were filming. Mm. Yeah. Well, you tend to. You actually, actors do work towards the week or the day where they know they're going to have to take their shirt off. Yeah, yeah. just like they, Olympic athletes. Yeah, so you train you train to that day because that day is usually scheduled. Yeah, so, so maybe he was working out I, I in mean, preparation now, for the... Now they just do that dehydration bullshit that yeah. makes you look way more cut than you actually, than you actually are. Yeah. And you would basically go through a program that makes you look the best that you can on the day that you have your, your, shirt, your yeah. shirt off. Tommy Ray is fucking, let's just... Tommy Ray. Tommy, I did it again. Philly Ray is just like, let's just have a minute of like, yeah. A whole minute? Brackus is a bodybuilder and is fucking jacked. And Eric Roberts is shredded. But like, Jesus Christ, Ray is both like for a smaller guy, is massive and shredded. Yeah, so- he put on more muscle for this. He's got more muscle. You can tell in the top half too. Yeah. But he didn't want to be over overpowered. He wanted to look like a martial artist as opposed to a, to a bodybuilder. Yeah. That information from, again, from the um, Art of Action podcast that mm. I watched for the first for the first movie. Um, but there was a section about it on Best of the Best 2. There wasn't a whole bunch of good information, but that was one of the things that he yeah, talked okay. about on it. Yeah, that is very obvious. Yeah. And the montage ends with an orbiting helicopter shot as they train on top of a scenic outlook. Yeah. Which we saw in Highlander as well. It's our Just, wild thing shot as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that night, James tells them they've done a good job, but it's time for a higher level of training and they're going to leave tomorrow. Who's James? <laughs> Who's James? Who is James? <gasps> also, Sonny, what is this fucking no, no, high it, level of training? Sonny Landon. I told you. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But tomorrow, Brackus's goons have found them. Um, yeah, did anyone else think this was like a fake because this is the higher level of training? No. Oh, I was like, what's this higher level of training going to be? Oh, and then guns. people with guns rock up and I was like, oh, is this like a pretend thing? Like, because this is what they're going to face? No, no. No. No, they no. just found them with no, no explanation of how they found them. And there's not going to be any higher level of training. That was a complete lie to the audience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, and as it turns out, they don't need it. Either. Yeah, they really don't. Um, so everybody gets held at gunpoint and taken outside as Finch flies in on a helicopter. And then James, who didn't get captured, opens fire on the goons. Alex immediately jumps on Walter to protect him, which I thought was a nice little touch. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy goes to help his brother, James. Who's James? Who's James? But Finch tells him, move and I'll pop her a third eyeball, which I thought oh. was a nice line. Mm. Finch has some fun stuff in this sequence. 
Yeah, there's a bit of fun stuff in this sequence. Yeah. They exchange fire and James, of course, is Who's shot. James? Who's James? James. Um, James. Is shot multiple times, in fact. He gets fucking peppered. Yep. And he is running in the whitest of white suit in slow motion, mm-hmm. gets peppered and keeps moving. Yes. And <laughs> this is the fucking best thing ever. He doesn't even, I swear he doesn't even react like he's been shot. Just red shots appear on him. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, and then he stabs a guy to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crawls over a car and stabs a guy to death. Yeah, with like eight bullet holes in him, he crawls yeah. over a hood and shanks a dude. Yeah, before he gets executed with two in the back of the head. Oh, that is the most over-the-top fucking double tap. It's fucking brutal. He is dead on the ground and he gets a point-blank double tap. That mm. was fucking awesome. Yeah. Finch has- Also, did you notice the dude who's shooting at someone hiding behind the petrol bouses? Yes, I did. <laughs> Not a good idea. Clever. Well, maybe turn the pumps off. It's fine. Yeah. Finch has everyone taken inside except for Tommy, who's taken to the helicopter. <laughs> that double tap is so unnecessary. It's just, it's just mean. <laughs> so, unne- <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're the good guys. They are the bad guys. Yeah, but like, no, not even like honor between enemies. You know, it's just like whoever this, they don't know who the person is shooting. They just like, he's dead and then double taps him again. Fucking great. Alex begs for them not to kill his son. It'll be clean. Yeah. Just again, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, real brutal. And they're throwing gasoline all over the, uh, all over the place. And one of the goons tells them to get on their knees. Finch tells a henchman to pour the gas all the way to the chopper. <laughs> like, why? Okay, yeah, the, yeah, I definitely it's thought because, that was setting up something that was going to happen. So that they can do the bit with the fire yeah. and whatever, right? But yeah. yeah. And inside, Grandma. Which I, that was a good bit. I like that bit. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, they give the. I love henchman business. Yeah. Henchman <laughs> business. yeah. And inside, Grandma whispers courage to Walter who throws the snake charm to distract the goon. And then Walter kicks the gun out of his Yeah, yeah. Walter. Walter, Walter saves his, the day. I've been waiting for Walter to fucking kick some ass all mm. movie. I thought he was when he was getting followed, but not. But I'm glad he got to kick something. Um, and then Alex grabs the guy's arm. The gun gets fired into the goon's foot. Grandma tells him they're expecting four shots. And Alex thinks about shooting the guy for a second, but then mm. we don't actually see him fire the bullet. So, but we assume that he fires into the air. Yeah, because he lifts it. Because he lifts it and holds and holds Walter to him. Yeah. Did that goon die in the explosion? Yeah, because they because we never see that. We goon never again. see him climb out. No. Yeah, well, I don't think they rescued him. No, I don't think they took him into the very convenient feed basement. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which, Eric Roberts is in that movie. He's in that movie. <laughs> Um, Tommy thinks that they're dead and then a henchman touches Finch. Thank you. I loved that moment. Don't touch me. (laughs) Yeah, I laughed. Another goon begs Finch to let him start the fire Mm. and he does as one of the others is also going to check on the guy that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And then he sees the fire and he's like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> and then the explosion is like fucking massive. Like there's yeah. a shockwave and everything. They use every single angle that they have yeah. to yeah. sell it. The the henchman that is nowhere near the building also is seen getting blown up from the like concussion wave of the building exploding. Yeah. Yet next scene. Oh, everyone there's a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone crawls out of a basement. I don't think that's how explosion works. <laughs> no, explosions don't go down, Brody. <laughs> oh, they're like fire. Yeah, they only go sideways and up. 
That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I yeah. forgot, guys. Um, there is an interesting thing here as well. They, we hear the sound of the rotors winding up for the helicopter, but they're not moving at all. <laughs> I didn't even clock that. So they just do a sound effect, right? And then they cut away and then they cut to a shot where the rotors are at full speed. Uh, and the reason is, is because they're doing a scene, right? So yeah, taking, they can't have the rotors on. Well, they can. Well, it's not because of dialogue because they, because they, the dialogue is, is at, is like recorded afterwards anyway. Yeah. It's because when you start up a helicopter, it has to go through a sequence, right? The rotors wind up over time. Uh, if you want to do multiple takes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. So they just don't have the rotors spinning. They put a sound of them winding up. That's a fucking really good pickup. Cut I didn't away see and that. then cut back, and then the rotors are actually actually moving. That's a smooth pickup. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you were saying henchman business is just good fun, mm. but like that big bald henchman, he is real good fun. The one who wants to light the fire. He's just like it's a little much, but yeah. No, nah, I love that. I like Finch's bit, but that bit is just like, okay, why? Like this dude we've never really met before. Why is that guy? So yeah, I know. Him? But can I just say, like, Travis was largely the comedy in the last movie, and there were like there were comedic scenes in the last movie, like the bar fight. Yeah, there's a lot that less, was played there's for a lot comedy less humor, humor in this movie. Yeah, so I really appreciated those little flourishes here and there. Mm-hmm. We get a sad Tommy shot. It's not as sad as Motorcycle Tommy. Oh, yes. Because he thinks his friends are dead. Yeah. 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 We don't get sad motorcycle montage, but. No, we don't. But surprise, they all survived. Yeah. Hiding in the chicken feed basement. He also, actually, when he heard the gunshots, did not react that strongly to his his other dad. He has a whole close up where he's like, oh, God, they're they're dead. Yeah, but like, yeah, okay. I just figured like. My child and my second dad is 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 not gonna. My partner is not survived. You'd think it would hit him harder. I think it's a circumstance thing as well. Like he's being taken at the same time, so Has he's reacting. Brave faith. And his brother's <laughs> just brave. His fuck. Yeah, his shut it down. Just, his you know adoptive brothers also just died. Yeah, he just doesn't lost, seem to like that guy very Tommy, much. So. He's just lost everybody. Yeah, yeah. he's gr- yeah, yeah, literally everyone. Whew, poor Tommy. Yeah. Alex apologizes to grandma and then we never see them again. Yeah. (laughs) End of of them. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your time in this movie is over. Yeah. At least let her help with like a planning stage with the Koreans. Why why doesn't he leave Walter with grandma? Yeah. That's fucking true. But also like. Like if you were going to cut Sue out of this movie, because we've talked about the fact that Sue has nothing to do. Yeah. Just have Walter stay with grandma. But like give her. She seems like she would be the natural to like, okay, we're going to plan something and get them to plan something. Uh, Instead, off screen, uh, something happens with the Koreans that we don't even get to see. Yeah, I don't agree with about that, but yeah. Okay. okay. At Brackus's house, uh, Finch is beating up Tommy and Brackus grabs him off him. Uh, Brackus's creeper wife uh, runs her hands down Tommy's abs. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? With him. Yep. Brackus wants revenge for scaring his perfection. Do you know why you're still alive? I really don't give a shit. You challenged my invincibility. Scarred my perfection. For that, I will kill you. And so angry about having a scratch on his face. His perfection. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I get it. He is <laughs> perfect. He's a professional fighter. He's never been injured before. Yeah. No one's been able to. Yep. Ever. 
even when he was a child. Just bitch slaps and bitch slaps and bow stuff. No one's been able to touch him. Yep. I don't think this man's ever been tested. (laughs) (laughs) And Weldon lets Tommy know that he's going to have to fight his way up like everyone else. Why? Yeah. Why? He's already proved that he can What happens if he doesn't make it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you wanted to fight this guy. Does he not get to fight Brackus if he loses in the against somebody else? Or are yeah. they all instructed to lose? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's just a weird. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I suppose they're doing it for the the show. Yeah, for the yeah yeah yeah. And Alex and Walter drive back uh, into Vegas at the club. We move underground to the Coliseum. They attempt to do a transition to, you know, go down through the floor and then into the underground. Yeah. And Weldon warms up the crowd. How many of you believe a martial artist can beat a world champion boxer? This is where we get the yeah. different styles fighting each other. Mm. He introduces Tommy and a European boxing champion named The Hammer and then makes an MC Hammer joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hammer was a rapper. Oh, Wayne, I did not even. Wayne I Newton heard just that. Oh, that was so Wayne dumb. Newton has, in this sequence, Wayne Newton in all of his little bits, has so many kind of like throwaway lines. Yeah, he does something with everything that he he's does doing. He ev- yeah. something with everything, yeah. Tommy versus the hammer. It, Tommy just snaps the dude's knee with a kick and yeah. then takes him down. This with, is uh, fucking clean. I love kicks this. Him, kicks him till he's on the ground and then arm bars him. And, no, no, no. Doesn't he kick out the dude's knee? Yeah. I already said that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I missed that. Yep, I said. Yeah, he, I love how brutally he, he snaps the dude's knee and then kicks him to the oh, ground. Oh, you did too. I'm yep. sorry. Yep, I love how brutally fucking he's in this. I love how brutal the fights are in this movie, even though, like I said, they're a little more faker. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Weldon's very impressed and wants Tommy to kind of play along with the crowd, but Tommy's not here to play games. Yeah, uh, he's kidnapped. There is another close-up of Brackett's wife being impressed with Tommy. <laughs> yep. If there was a camera pointed at me while I was watching this movie, I would have had the same face. Uh, Tommy versus Stavros, who's an Olympic wrestler. It's a different, different style. Uh, and that's the stunt actor that plays Stavros is in a bunch of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies as well. Oh, okay. Um, he's a guy that I've seen around in, in, some, di- in some different things. Mm. He just has a memorable memorable face, but he's another like, stunt actor, stunt performer. Yeah, okay. That's in some stuff. Uh, again, Tommy doesn't have much trouble slapping this guy around. Um after it's over, he goes to walk away, but Stavros gets up and Tommy does a cartwheel kick to end it. Yeah, that was so dumb. So clearly not connected. Unnecessary flipping. Yeah. <laughs> Jim um, Carter. Jim Carter. Yeah. It's the explosive combination of Taekwondo and <laughs> gymnastics. Tommy versus Khan. Is that his name? I yeah. miss that. I looked up everybody, all the fighters' names. Khan! <laughs> uh, Khan has steel nunchucks that he instantly puts down. Yeah, so dumb. Okay. Why would there. they do that? I don't know. This I think, is. I think Coach would be proud of how Tommy's fighting. I miss Coach. Yeah. What the fuck is, where's Coach? Fucking A. I mean, I understand you're not going to get. They could have like gone and like, instead of going to some lost half brother, adoptive brother, they could have been like, we need to train. And they go they and go like find coach. the coach. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to get James L. Jones back for the, for the sequel, but. Still, there's not even any reference to coach. Yeah. No, but I think he would be proud of the way Tommy's fighting. Would he? He's yeah. being much more brutal yeah, in Yeah, which these is fights. what he wanted. Tommy, no. Mm, yeah, yeah, he, he was pulling he did, back. Yeah, he didn't want him to kill the guy, but remember when he was like, don't hold back, you're holding back. Yeah, I'll kick okay. you off the team if you hold back. Yeah, true. Yeah, Tommy, this is a bit more of an even fight, but Tommy eventually knocks Khan down. 
and Karnan wraps his long braided hair from around his neck where there's a metal ball tied at the end of it. So yeah, he can so effective. And, and hit a guy. But Tommy still gets the upper hand. Yeah, Khan goes easily. Back, Khan goes back and picks up his nunchucks and Tommy just dodges until he can kick him in the face as many times as possible. I really, I re- yeah, he fucks this dude up. Yep. I really appreciate how, like, they don't fuck around with, oh, these guys are also good fighters. They're like, no, Tommy's, Tommy's going to fucking they're building feed Tom, they're these building dudes. Tommy, yeah. And yeah. then Tommy kind of jumps on top of him and punches him over and over and over again as he has a flashback because this Khan is the henchman that double tapped James. Oh, fuck. Which is why there's a flashback. Oh, yeah. fuck. Guys, have I ever told you how dumb I feel sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell us, Brody. It's, a, it's, a it's, it's red on my face. <laughs> it is It is shot in a weird way, way. Like it's presented in a weird way. Like the first time that I watched it on the VHS, I was like, is there a man pointing a gun at Tommy? Mm-hmm. Because it's shot at an angle looking up at Tommy from the ground. Yeah. And then the angle of the guy, the cut to the guy aiming the gun down and it looks like those two shots are connected to each yeah. other. Yeah, 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 thank you. And there isn't a border, there isn't like a lot of background around it. Thank so you I for making somebody, me feel less It's also kind of quick as well, quick cut as well. Yeah. And so I, yeah, literally thought it was a guy pointing a gun at Tommy and then it cuts, but then it cuts back to Tommy and back to the flashback and you see, and you, and the bullets are fired into, into the back of James's head again. Yeah. And it became clear that it was a flashback. But Who's James? <laughs> I can see My you. Girl. I can see you across the table, like just waiting to just find a gap to get it in. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> Tommy stands tall and points at Brackus. He's made it through the three gladiators that he was required to beat with, like, fucking no problem whatsoever, really. And Weldon fires up the crowd as Brackus accepts Tommy's challenge (laughs) and they will fight tomorrow night for ownership of the Coliseum. Can I just ask, does anyone else, (laughs) by this point, had had everyone else totally forgot that he killed Travis? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (laughs) No, I, I hadn't forgotten, but the movie does move on from Travis's death pretty yeah, quickly. They make it about James. Like it's it's Who's James? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Travis? Um, exactly. They, they yeah, they kind of Yeah, they kind of move on from it. Thank you. A little bit. I fully forgot about Travis until like later in the movie. Mm. I didn't forget, but I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Alex rocks up at Sue's with Walter and basically she apologizes. <laughs> I don't fucking know how to talk about this scene. She fucking apologizes to him. Then he accepts her apology and then makes her look after Walter. Yeah. What yeah. the? It's just. Oh. For the most. It's for the wrong. person in the last two movies has, who is shown to be the most. Like the heart. Genuine, heartfelt, nice guy. This seems so out of place and so like unself-aware. Yeah. Also. She's heard that Tommy is fighting Brackus. How? Supposedly a secret club I, I thing that pretends to be a dance club. I think someone is breaking the first rule of underground fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. I just assumed they'd spoken before he arrived. No. That's yeah. not how it's played. It's not how it's played at all. Yeah. <laughs> but all that being said, I did quite enjoy him going, 
oh, Walter just saved my life. You did to tell, her tell, him, tell her all about it. Tell her all about it. That oh, was yeah. pretty cute. Tell and, her about this dangerous hostage situation we were just in. Yeah. And Walter gives Alex the snake charm. Yeah. It'll help him kick butt. <laughs> Grandma said. Grandma said. Yeah. It'll help him kick butt. At the Coliseum, smart money's on brackets. Wait, didn't they do that beat last film as well where he gave him something for good luck? No? No, he just said to win for him. Oh, that's right, that's right. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. Yeah, the smart money's on brackets. $500,000. On brackets. <laughs> that man fucked up. Yep. Yeah. So even though our MC dude lost, he still won <laughs> because he still has all the people's bets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is he fired at the end of the movie? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. More training. Brackus lifts weights and Tommy does some fucking very impressive stretching. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just, like, rolls into the splits and yeah. then does this. Oh, I was just like. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm jealous no, of that flexibility. Yeah, yeah not even male gaze. No, no, yeah. not even male gaze. Like, legitimately, like, I wish I was that flexible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish I, I feel was you. that fit. And Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of shit you see when, like, I don't know, you see people, like, doing handstand push-ups on their thumbs kind of shit. You're just like, what the fuck? How can I do that? Yeah, it makes me feel like a complete sack of shit as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I go and tell somebody to put one of these on. It's a coloured Street Fighter gi. Weldon has ordered extra security for downstairs. None of them are going to have guns. It's not going to matter. Does yeah. that mean that Travis's geese that he wore earlier weren't his fault that he was given them by the... I Which think makes so. me, It honestly makes me think that they were setting Travis up to look like an idiot. That would that would go towards your theory, yeah. Yeah. I think they were setting Travis up to look like an idiot so Maybe. that people would bet against him and then he wins and they get to keep the money. Yeah. In the club, uh, there's a cowboy talking to some ladies. He's flew in for the fight. Uh, he offends them and he goes to talk to the next person at the bar because this man's very lonely. <laughs> He's made terrible life choices. Um, and it's Dehan and his boys. Yeah. yeah. They're from Houston. Houston. <laughs> I, um, is this meant to be a callback to when Travis was racist in the last film? No. Because this is the closest reminder we get to Travis. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. This is this guy being introduced. I was like, oh yeah, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tommy's led down a backlit hall, surrounded by security guards. He gets the uh, the Goldberg entrance. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, goes into wrestling. Yeah, or the Wardlow entrance. Yeah, the Wardlow entrance. Yeah. Weldon hits the knife switch and introduces Tommy. Not wearing a coloured gi. No, mm. why would he do that? Nope. Uh, and then introduces Brackus. Um, there is some funky extras in this scene. There is some horrendous extra acting. How do you acting. mean? Just bad extra act- overacting. Dude, in this the crowd, whole film is crowd, overacted. Yeah. But specifically, I am. Uh, my eyes are always drawn to terrible extra acting. Yeah, okay. And there Yeah, there is- are a few that are a little too into it too early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just very, there's some very over-the-top reactions to things that are not things that one would be overreacting to. Um, and it's time Brackus for the main <laughs> Brackus versus Tommy. And yeah, there's dry ice pouring down the walls because reasons. They circle each other and then the bell rings and they go out and they go at it. And this is such a long fight. This fight runs for the whole rest of this movie. Yeah, mad. I'm 
just going to try to hit the highlights because if I hit every fucking beat of this, yep. again, we'll be yep. here for, forever. But at the back door of the club, Alex knocks. Jason Voorhees answers. <laughs> and Alex stabs him with a fucking pencil. Yeah. Yep. Stabs his hand to the to the door. To the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brackus choke slams Tommy, and they trade uh, some punches. And it's clear that Brackus at this moment has the better of him. Well, it's clear that Tommy can do some damage, but he's still outpowered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, upstairs, Alex meets with Dehan. And his boys. You They're guys, ready to get their suits dirty. Yeah, the fucking boys, man. They fucking come through. It's a rental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dehan and Alex uh, fight Jason and some of the other security goons. Everyone needs the fucking Korean karate team. Taekwondo. Taekwondo team. <laughs> As friends. Yeah. Like yeah. they're the kind of friends that no matter what fucking trouble you in, they're rocking up, whatever yeah. it is. It's like that scene in the fucking town. It's like, I'm going to go fucking hurt some people. You can't ask any questions and fucking and well, let's can, go. Uh, yeah. And the only question is yeah. whose car are we taking? We're, we're, we're going to go hurt some people. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it's about and we'll never talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whose car are we taking? Fucking, fucking best. I fucking love that scene. Yeah. Everyone needs friends like that. that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want Affleck to direct again. <laughs> I mean, it's just Boston Heat, but fuck, man, it's amazing. That movie's great. Boston Heat. It's fuck, just, you just blew my mind. It's just Heat in Boston. Holy shit. But I'm here for it. Oh, I'm, I fucking love the town, and you got me into Heat so hard. Yeah. Um, there's a nice detail in this fight where Kane Hodder punches a guy with his fucked up hand and hurts it again. <laughs> no, what? Because Kane Hodder is he Jason. Got his hand he got his hands stabbed. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. That didn't he even. He punches click. somebody and then he's like, "Oh fuck my hand!" And then he gets <laughs> and then he gets hit in the face. That's gold. It's great. Uh, in the pit, um, Brackus has Tommy arm locked and he bites Brackus to get out of it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. And then back with Alex, he kicks a stuntman over a balcony who smashes through a ta- through a table. Ah, uh, must have missed that. Yeah, Is that a good like stun? A, it sounds like it fucking was good. It's okay. It, there's a card in it. It's not like a one shot and stuff. But okay. yeah, there, there's like a, he kicks a dude and he flies over a balcony and then you see him smash through it. Mm, vaguely, yeah. Back in the arena, Tommy has gotten Brackus down and made him bleed his own blood, which makes him very <laughs> angry. It does. And he's maybe about to get the upper hand and win, but it's intermission. <laughs> Music yeah. sounds must, and some pause. showgirls bring out some metal bows. <laughs> like, You've beat me unarmed, so therefore you now must face me armed. Is it sudden death? I don't like, did the fight go on for too yeah. long? And what does Brackus think is unmanly? Weapons or guns? Yeah. Yeah, I think just guns specifically. Like, I feel like, yeah, I, well, I feel like his whole thing was like, you must fight people hand to hand. But yeah. I suppose this could be hand-to-hand. Ah, whatever. Ignore me. We will. <laughs> Alex and Dehan have made it to the Coliseum, the entrance of the Coliseum, take on some more security. Dehan kicks a dude through a display case. It's a pretty good stunt. Yeah, that was nice. Yep. Um, and then back with Tommy, The we get the bow fighting. The bow fighting is really, is is pretty cool. Like they, at a certain wasn't point- wasn't a highlight though. At a certain point, they're fighting so fast- that I was like, fuck, that's like really, that's really good. Oh, and did they do the spark thing that we were talking about before? Yeah, but I don't think they're doing it the same way because they're both shirtless, so there's no way for the wire to well, go. Well, I figured they were doing go. it on the opposite side to the camera. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that, I think that it's more likely that it was what Kira suggested the f- with her first what answer was that? was that there is something on the 
actual like uh, flint or something that makes them spark against each other when they hit. Uh, I think that that's more likely in this instance. Also, how wild to be fucking fighting with metal bow. Yeah, I know, right? That Dude. would your arm would vibrate. Your hand would be with, fucked. With yeah, every, thank you. Yeah, fuck we. Oh, we get out of my head. Yeah, Weldon hears on the radio about Alex and Dehan um, because they've made it into the kind of the betting area. Um, and we get lots of, at this point, we get lots of cut, cutting backwards and forwards. Yeah. So there's kind of like two pieces of rising action. Dehan does this fucking amazing triple split kick to front kick that takes out three guys without him touching the ground. <laughs> Fuck, he's good, It's man. fucking great. He does, it, so it's a split kick, so he kicks two dudes at the same time. Yeah. And while he's still near, he throws a front kick and kicks yeah, the third, Yeah, yeah, kicks yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to like, I used to, I wanted to learn how to do a jumping split kick as a martial arts for the longest time, but it's not really a Taekwondo, Taekwondo technique. One thing I haven't or said At least yet. it wasn't for my for my training. And <laughs> at a certain point, I just started trying to teach myself how to do a split kick. Did when, you ever get it? Yeah, I could. I could, yeah. Very good yeah. then. Uh, do you know how much of a trope the like split kick thing is a trope of anime? Well, it's a trope of martial arts movies from this era and then it became a trope of anime. Well, like there's like, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's like everywhere. It's like it's like a Naruto thing. It's like the like, three-point landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a certain point it just becomes almost ridiculous. But like also <laughs> I miss this era when like movies just felt like anime because like wild shit like this could just happen in movies. I feel like... You don't get movie plots like this anymore and the only place you get it is in anime. I think that this stuff kind of, this kind of thing still exists in the in the kind of inheritors of, that I've talked about, the kind of straight to streaming action stuff. You still get movies like this that have like like this style of fighting and this style of, this style of um. I, I mean more like the step movie. out of reality. Yeah. I think that you get you, some of, you get some of that that summer stuff because most of those guys, Scott Adkins and and you know the equivalents, all grew up with this stuff. Yeah, but like, don't you feel like a lot of the movies now don't have like, like besides like Pig, that had like the weird underground fighting tournament just like in there and nothing explained it, and you're just like, yeah, all right, fuck that that exists that exists in this fucking scene, this this world. Where like now I feel like because the world is a smaller place almost, we don't have that suspension of disbelief for something like this to exist. I don't know. I think that that you're probably just not finding it. Yeah, very possible. Very possible. Yeah, I think it's out there. I think there's that the thing that's happened is is with movies in general is that people have become there's so much content that people have become siloed in their interests yeah because i you definitely can't possibly have yeah. watch everything right so people kind of pick a lane and that's the stuff that they watch yeah whereas there used to be that you i think that that people watched a broader range of range of stuff because there was less content to consume so you could kind of taste everything before now it's like fuck am i really going to get into this type yeah, of thing. Yeah, and it's also so true content. that you knew less about something before you watched it. Yeah. So you would experience things that you didn't know were in the film, yeah. yeah. And then Alex kind of gets into the ground floor 
uh, viewing window area that we met before while Dehan takes care of everybody else as Brackus and Tommy are go- completely going at each other. Dehan takes out four security guys so that Alex can get to Tommy, but he runs into Finch on the way. Brackus gets Tommy into the same headlock that he used to kill Travis, mm. but before he can kill him, Tommy kicks or throws or something Finch through the window, through the viewing window and into the Coliseum. Yeah, which I assume just kills Finch. Yeah, well, we never <laughs> see him again. And it's, an, it's enough of a distraction that Tommy's able to low blow Brackus and start to take him out. Yeah. Then we got a note here. Uh, I feel like I'm letting the team down. Oh, you're so letting the team down. We get a classic Alex Grady. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did see that. Yep. Fuck, he's such a good little cheerleader. After many, many spin kicks. (laughs) I I was going to count them and then I was like, too many spin kicks. Brackus falls and the crowd chants Tommy's name and calls for Brackus's death because yeah. these people are just bloodthirsty as fuck. So yeah. bloodthirsty. Yeah. Like, for just regular people. Yeah. Yeah. This um, isn't love some sort of post-apocalyptic murder. thing. This is just regular people who go to Vegas. Yeah, this is Squid Game. It's rich folk. Yeah. Just rich folk going, yeah, we want to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. Murder. Yeah. And Tommy looks at the crowd in disgust and tells Brackus to stay down and live. And he does. Until Tommy turns his back, <gasps> which is like also like classic martial arts. Yeah, movie. I didn't like, think they were going to do it though. Classic, classic. The hero makes the choice not to kill the villain, and the villain creates a situation where he has to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Like it's such a trope. Like every fucking martial arts movie, uh, because the hero has honor, and the audience still wants you to kill them. <laughs> yeah. So everybody gets what they want. Um, I was surprised. I like as much as it's a trope. I didn't expect it from Tommy because he didn't kill. Dayhan and now they're best friends, so he's learned that yeah. there's, there's value in there's not, value killing, in not them. killing your enemies. Yeah, but he does break Brekus's neck, and well, he doesn't the, look happy about it though. I no, he, no, like it's like he, it, he, but he does it clean. The movie tries to make it so that he is in a situation where he has to do it. Yeah, yeah, he does. The guy's never going to stop. Does he do the same lock that? Um, Travis died in because he has to like put him over his back. He right? does it. It's a different way. He puts him over. Yeah, he puts him over his back and breaks and pulls Break down, down as opposed yeah. to pulling up yeah. with a headlock, which is the way that Travis died. And Weldon instantly tries to keep his job. Yeah. Yeah. And announces that Tommy is the new owner of the Coliseum. Yeah, I had nothing to do with that kidnapping of you. Yeah, and then uh, Alex tells Tommy to say a few words. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because he knows bizarre. what he's going to say. Yeah, and then Tommy announces that the Coliseum is closed. you got to talk to these people. See a few things. Do it for me. The Coliseum is closed. What? Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Wait. Yeah, Alex drops the mic. And Weldon continues to try to convince Tommy to keep the Coliseum open. Yeah. And Alex uh, back elbows him. <laughs> yeah, that was satisfying. That was an sh- abrupt end. Yeah. There's no, the movie, well, talk about abrupt. As they walk away, Alex flicks the knife switch, the lights go out, and that is the end of yeah, the credits. Yeah, too. I was roll, expecting there to be a post. Like a, like a, we made it, everything's okay, yeah. like yeah. return to normal. I We're going to miss Travis and set, James. I kind of expected to get go back to the um, black belt thing and have Walter getting his black belt now. That yeah. yeah, there's no payoff yeah. for anything else yeah. in the movie. Like it that's really the end isn't. Of the, end of the movie. But 
After the credits, we get a reminder to rewind this video cassette before turning it to our oh, video library. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library. I didn't say that. An appropriate age to have seen this motion picture experience. Ooh, it's a little bit more brutal than the last one. Yeah, definitely more brutal than, than Best of the Best. Yeah, this movie's MA15 in Australia, which means that you're not allowed to, Well, it's advised that you see it over the age of 15 and with adult supervision. Yeah, I, I, I think, think you could see it a bit the, younger, though. I think you can, but I think that's the correct um, rating for it. Yeah, that's definitely the correct rating. I think, you know, any 13-year-old is fine to watch this. Yeah, I think kind of yeah. kind of the same. Uh, Ninety three, I was eleven, so I think I was yeah. about eleven. I think yeah. that's fine, especially yeah. for a young can. Yeah, totally. yeah, especially because I've already seen the first movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the time I'm eleven, I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, would you watch this movie again if you're in free will? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think I'd watch this over the first one. Really, I was going to say the opposite. No, I I I love a little bit more absurdity. I love inspirational sports dramas. Yeah. So, I mean, so do I. I love inspirational sports dramas, but if I'm going to watch a, a, like, silly movie that wasn't that great, like, just for a bit of fun, I, I like them to be more absurd. Yeah, I would watch this again. I would watch this again as part of, like, rewatching all four of them, which I yeah. saw that once we're done with this, all four of these movies is something that's going to be something that happens yeah, every couple sure. of years where we go, <laughs> do you want to do best of the best? Yeah, let's work our way through best of the best, best, yeah. of the best again. Yeah. The same as we do with any kind of, like, multi-film yeah, thing sure. we're into. Absolutely. Yeah. A rating for this movie, the way that we rate movies, is on a five-star scale. One being I hated this movie. Two being I did not like this movie. Two and a half being... There were parts of this movie that I liked. It was fine. Three being I like this movie. Four being I love this movie. Five being this is one of my favorite movies of all time. For yeah, best I, of the best. Yeah, I definitely want to know what we rated yeah, best of the best. Best you. of the best. Kian rated it a three. I rated it a 2.5. And you rated it a 2.5. I thought I enjoyed yeah. best of the best more than that. I did. But the thing is, you guys is were we mi- had a lot of flaws. You guys were mm. mixed on it. We had we definitely, the bulk of the conversation about best of the best was the fact that that Philip Reese should be the lead and that they hurt the movie by splitting the two stories. Yeah. And there was like how overly melodramatic it was at times. And yeah. really it only kind of comes together at the end. See, I reckon this movie plays much better because you know who the hero is in terms of emotional drama. You know who the hero is in terms of action. So they split it down clear lines. I also think that moving away from re- the reality and taking a step towards the absurd in this film Helps it so much. I wish there was more comedy beats and, yeah, even though it felt like a longer movie, there was no moments in it like the long drawn-out scenes in the first one where I was like, oh, God, this scene just needs to hurry up and be over or get the fuck out of this movie. So rate the movie then. Uh, I I would give it a solid three. I feel like I liked Best of the Best more than I liked Best of the Best too. But are you gonna are you gonna shift your rating? I don't think I'm allowed to shift my rating. Are there rules <laughs> on previous that? rating? You can adjust the rating. I'm gonna give this a three, but I think that I sh- should up uh, my other rating. I think I think seeing sequels can definitely change how you feel about the original as yeah, well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I have said on the podcast that like the way you feel about things is going to change over time comparatively to the, yeah. To the yeah. I just didn't think that we were allowed to change our ratings of past movies. Well, yeah, I think it's your fine. rating for the past movie kind of stands, but if you're like. Now, having seen the second one, I would have rated it a three. Then, that's, yeah, that's a fair thing to say on the pod. Yeah, that's I fine. think that I think that best of the best is a high three, and best of the best two is a three. I think that's totally reasonable. I think I'm a two and a half. 
Yeah. So less. Saw that coming. Yeah. So the thing about this is I think some of the elements of this are fun. I like the Coliseum. I like the fact that it is a completely different genre of movie. You like the first one better? But I think I like the first movie better. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully get that. And the drama points in the first one, I think, pull you into the movie more. I just don't think that this movie, like I have a fun time hanging out with Alex and Tommy. I just don't think that this movie is scene to scene. Uh, Coherent. Scene to, it, it's yeah. not. It's just not as much fun. I think this is a more a more mm. kind of straight ahead. I think that this movie, for this movie to be more fun, it would need to be even more outlandish than it is. See, but I think it's in a weird middle ground where, like, the first movie, inspirational sports drama. This movie is trying to be like a genre, you know, fight to the death tournament yeah. movie, and I feel like it needs to go further in that direction. One hundred percent, one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. But I think, and the, I find the whole thing with the with with James. Who's James? <laughs> I find the whole thing with James just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't really land. It doesn't work. I feel the exact same. But that whole, let's say, area, the whole truck stop area, yeah, the absurdity of that being like just chucked into this movie, which is completely unnecessary, mm. kind of brings it up for me a little bit. Going like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't. Know. I've been thinking about how to articulate what I don't like about this movie in comparison to the first one, which I think I had way more complaints about the first movie. Well, not complaints. I had way more to kind of talk about, about how that movie doesn't work. Fuck, and I don't, swaying me. But I don't, I think I've seen better fight to the death tournament movies. You're fucking right. You're fucking swaying me, Ken. But much like with Future Cop, I kind of felt like similar about Future Cop, right? Like Future Cop 2, Transfers 2, is that, I feel like the this second has movie nothing is not, on Future Cop Two. Well, it's a different, a whole different thing. Yeah. But what I, the reason I'm bringing it up is because with Future Cop Two, I kind of felt like I had a good time hanging out with my mates, but I don't think that the movie was as good as the first movie. And I kind of feel the same way about this. But see, don't you? Feel I had like- a good time hanging out with my mates again. It was nice to see everybody, even if we didn't see Virgil and Virgil and Sonny. Yeah, and uh, or Coach. At the end of the day, I like the first movie more. I think it goes back to like I said, the rewatch value, mm. and I could easily put this on and watch it like without thinking about anything and just enjoy the absurdity of it. Mm. Whereas number one, I couldn't. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Moving on. <gasps> tape picks, regular tape picks. Next week, we are returning to the regular way that we pick movies, which is that Kieran Brody alternate taking picks from a list of three choices I've prepared from my home store. This week is Kira's pick. If a movie remains unpicked for three times, it's struck out, taken off the list, although I can bring it back at a later date of my choosing. Still on the list from three episodes ago mm. because we were doing I've totally forgotten what there is. Yeah. I will, reintrodu- I will reintroduce the movies. We have <gasps> That's right. We have The Toxic Avenger with Two Strikes, a uh, trauma superhero spoof movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rated R. Rated R. Michael Dudikoff in American Ninja with One Strike. <laughs> Something about that name. It's a movie. Dudikoff, yeah. American Ninja. The deadliest art of the Orient is now in the hands of an American. Yeah. And joining the list, I just decided to pick a different direction than anything that we've done on on the podcast before. Because even though we have kind of done science fiction with Future Cop, we haven't really done actual science fiction. Is this one that we've seen in a trailer? No. I have picked James Kahn. Okay. Yes, James Count of The Godfather, James Count of Rollerball, and Mandy Patinkin in Alien Nation. Oh, fuck yeah, that looks so good. 
Hurry up. I want to have a look. (laughs) (laughs) The cover is a man pointing a gun at me with (laughs) what looks like an alien next to him. It is, in fact, an alien. And then people with flashlights and I think an alien as well there. Can I give you... Can I give you the uh, the kind of high level logline for this movie? Go on. It's a buddy cop movie. Uh with an alien. With an alien. Fuck yeah! As in an alien is the buddy cop. Yes. Ah uh, shit! It's bright. Yeah, that movie ripped this off. <laughs> trailer voice. Trailer voice. Trailer voice. <laughs> alien nation. They came to Earth to live among us, but there's something about them we don't know. District 13 as well? Yeah. It's so good. Fuck. I feel bad because I don't want the Toxic Avenger and I know that there are going to be people that are mad at me for not wanting the Toxic Avenger. Don't worry about what all the I internet's going to think. <laughs> yeah, and all I can say is you don't Toxic Avenger chance. has been done f- places. Yeah. But I, I still really want to see it. Every movie we've done has been done places. Has yeah. it? Yes. Okay. We haven't done a movie yet that somebody has not done a podcast on. Okay. I do quite like that they have a, a, a fake warning sticker on the on the cover. I will definitely give them props for that mm-hmm. um, on Toxic Avenger because this movie contains plenty of unnecessary sex and violence. You'll love it as a warning sticker. Nice design choice there. But it's not going to be Toxic Avenger. I do really want to do American Ninja, but I can't go past Alien Nation. So yeah, we've done Kung Fu. I just don't want you to forget how much <laughs> you, you wanted to watch it. it towards me. But we're going to go with Alien Nation because I think it'll be a nice change of pace and it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks weird. so and fucking weird. I mean, you got me on buddy cop movie with an alien. I mean, if you didn't want me to pick this, you shouldn't have called it that. Yeah, <laughs> I that's get a excited. pretty good sell. The, the problem is, is, that, is that I get excited about everything on the yeah. list and then it's like <laughs> I kind of fuck myself by it because I really want to watch Toxic Avenger as well. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> All good. So, the uh, best science fiction idea this side of the Terminator. <laughs> so don't like, don't subscribe, don't follow us. At Wiki Video. Make better choices. But so, like, honestly, Sign up to our OnlyFans. We're pretty good. <laughs> we yeah. don't have one I'll, of those. I'll be making one soon. <laughs> no, 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 um, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we need to expand our audience. We need to branch out. We've got to branch out. Um, we're just going to post pictures. Give us of, a review. Uh, we're just going to post pictures of Tommy Lee's abs. Yeah. <laughs> but like literally give us a review. We'll give you a shout out. I will. In fact, if you do anything positive for us, I will do anything you like oh no oh no don't <laughs> make those kinds of, don't make those kinds of promises Brody. and who's james who's james good doing business with you though. yeah fuck scene <laughs> <laughs>